0: This is Delicious Matt Bear, and you are listening to Footstuff.
1: Yeah, so if you want to kill fish, buy a Prius, drive it into the water at five miles an hour. (laughs) It's electric, it'll electrocute all of them.
0: (laughs) But you have to wear rubber boots so you don't get caught.
1: Well, yeah, I'm usually wearing rubber underneath my clothes at all times. You have a whole rubber onesie? Yeah, yeah, just in case of a lightning strike. How do you keep from chafing?
2: Grease is grease
1: lightning. (laughs) Well, hey, gang, and welcome to Foot Stuff Podcast.
3: (laughs) This is episode. Ep- <laughs> <laughs> this is episode one thirteen of the Outdoor Recreation Comedy. We are ostensibly live and recording in Studio Seven, just outside of New York's largest wilderness. It's been a while. But it's been the a while. Brings you stories of adventure, <laughs> antics, and activism from around the country. My name is Tyler, Uncle Keish So Cash, Uncle Keesh. <laughs>
1: I'm joined tonight. Stop the podcast
3: by some rapacious reservation hounds, clicking till their knuckles are raw, raw,
0: raw. raw. fucking raw. raw. Don't eat that, Mary. It's raw.
1: <laughs> to my immediate studio left is delicious Matt Bear, Milkfoot. Oh no, you got Heck. a foot? It's back, dear. God. Haven't you been in
0: Albany? It was back. Didn't we, was that in April when you got the milk finger?
1: Uh, do you remember that it he, he- It got, was cold. He got, but- <laughs> Whenever we
2: did that, it was cold. <laughs> we
1: joke about that a lot, but I remember that he actually had a ghost white <laughs> finger. finger, and it was really fucking weird, man. It and was I still. milk. I still think about it. Shellcore yeah. effect. It's real. In Wade <laughs> Lounge
3: is Wade Bastian himself. Martin Earnhardt Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Now is that Dale, like number number three for forever the man,
1: forever the fan? Whoa, the Intimidator, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep this sophisticated.
3: <laughs> oh, that man from the hospital, the inimitable Jeremy Uts.
1: Um, just a quick disclaimer: I am going to uh, rattle off a collection of names because we've been off the air for a little bit. Do so. you have that one on there that I really liked? Um, from I our think day? it's actually. The oh, there
2: there was also another one that we came up with. I, oh. I don't Remember.
1: I don't know if it's on there, but this is the ones I could remember from my adventures since the last one. The Edge of Duality, Secret Quesadilla, Tuna Noodle Basketball, Mustard one. Turns, Mustard Milk, Double Mustard, Fall Line Fall Guy, Double Monocle, Backup Monocle, Tyler's Friend, Sadako Bath Bomb, Pride of the Village, Seaweed Lips, Simply Thick, Five Ounce, Indulge, No Hole, Clear Pet Dome Clear Pet Dome Lid, Interfold, (laughs) Secret Microwave, The Soup Hammer, (laughs) The Whiz Cutter, and Steven. <laughs> Steven.
4: If
3: you are in high school, all of these Ooh. nicknames are up for grabs. Like, how many X's are in thick when you spell it? Actually, it it's, like with <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's with two C's. It's with two C's. Simply thick. I'm not going right? to tell you which ones, but a couple of those I got from just walking around in the supplement room at the hospital and looking <laughs> at boxes. And I was like, well, that's a funny word. Soup hammer, right? It's been slow there. No. So. <laughs> No Hole is really good. No Hole. <laughs> oh, No like, Hole Lutz. <laughs> I like Steven. Yes, yeah, Steven. Back Steven. to
3: Studio 7. Uh, we have one more guest here tonight. Longtime footstuff fanatic. One of the original feet peeps. It's the one, the only assistant ranger, Matt Adams.
5: Sparrow Dodger.
2: Whoa, Sparrow that's a good Dodger.
3: One. Whoa,
1: wow. That Did, sounds like a story. Yeah. This
3: week There is. Footstuff Podcast will bring you the hiker news, then we'll do a deep dive about the bobbleheads of the night. Owls. <laughs> We're going to talk owls, finally, on Footstuff Podcast, but let's begin with a little bit of Footstuff. I have two <gasps> two tales from the last few weeks since we've been gone. I a few months. I yeah. Think <laughs> a few yeah, I'm not what, what year is it? <laughs> what year is it? I turned to Kate... And I said to Kate, do you think we can
1: ski to
3: Canada? And she said, honestly, probably not. I don't think so. And I was like, hey, you're probably right, but let's go for it anyway. There's a trail
1: that goes there. We
3: drove to the border of Massachusetts and started the Catamount Trail, the length of Vermont on skis. It's a 300-mile cross-country ski trail from the Massachusetts-Vermont border to the Vermont-Quebec border, and we thought, let's give it a go. 300 miles, let's see what we can do. It's the, First off, the Catamount Trail Association, incredible. Their website is impeccable. There are 31 sections. They're all roughly 10 miles in length, and you can ski the length of Vermont on cross-country skis, and we endeavored to give this a try. And I have three things that I'll say about the Catamount <laughs> Trail. Uh, one is we ran out of snow.
2: <laughs> see, that'll happen. Yeah. That's important. It does, yeah, yeah. It,
3: we the big melt happened, right? The big mm. melt happened, but before the big melt, we got to see the the one of the beauties of the Catamount Trail is you go through these tiny communities in rural Vermont, uh, and. One of the communities was called Wilmington, Vermont. I didn't even know Vermont had a Wilmington. I didn't either. Another, there's lots of Wilmingtons, Jeremy. There's Wilmington, Delaware.
4: Wilmington, Delaware,
1: yeah. There's
3: Wilmington, Kansas. Wilmington, North
1: Carolina. Yes, mm-hmm. Wilmington,
3: North Carolina on the
1: coast. And we found... Wilmington it. here.
3: Oh, yeah. Wilmington, oh, New, oh, yeah. New York. There's also,
1: which is known for its king crab. Very delicious. <laughs> it's North Pole. Yes. Santa Santa has a residency here. here. Yeah, Santa loves uh, King Crab Lakes. Let me tell
3: you what Wilmington, Vermont is known for. And uh, the waitress in the restaurant we went to that morning told us it's all about the glory hole. Allegedly. No! No, Uh, nuts. Allegedly, according to our waitress that the one thing we need to know about the Wilmington area in Vermont is it has this place called the Glory Hole, somewhere near the Deerfield River that the Catamount Trail goes along for a long time. I've it's, kayaked that.
2: Oh, you have? The yeah. Deerfield River? Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, Massachusetts. Oh, it's it, amazing. Yeah,
3: it keeps going into Massachusetts. Yep. You're exactly right. And you, the beginning of the Catamount Trail, you know, it starts off at this really, really shitty monument. It's really small. <laughs> Massachusetts, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's cool. You ski to Massachusetts on an old railroad path that has been totally refurbished pulled up the ties and rail can, trail rail trail yeah. coming here and rail trail. and you rail continue trail. north <laughs> along the Deerfield river and the trail just gets spectacular but somewhere according to our waitress there's a glory hole and her friend chet took her there one day <laughs> because apparently there were birds of prey just diving in and scooping up fish and she's like chet i don't believe you and so you know what i did Went to the glory hole with Chet. She told me, "I don't know why people in Vermont have that beautiful twang, but <laughs> they <she> don't." <laughs> I, I went to the glory hole. Sure enough, when we got there, Chet says, "You see what that is?" And I, <laughs> I said, "Oh my gosh, that's a bird of prey." And it dove what kind down, of bird? and it just got a fish in its talons, brought it up, and started. Did it, it
1: have large talons? <laughs> Had large talons. <laughs> is that a Napoleon? Dynamite? It is. Yeah, wow.
3: Napoleon. Anyway, yeah. Woo. Anyway. I found out about the glory hole. We continued skiing past the Deerfield River along the Somerset Reservoir and onto this little tiny pond called Grout Pond.
0: Grout? Grout, yeah. <laughs> that, is that where grout is made? Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs>
1: Mined from the, the bottom of yeah, it, you I just believe. just scoop it up with your hands, your big burly hands. Yeah, made. you put it in your pockets, you can take it with you. Yeah, or you bring can. cargo pants. <laughs> bring cargo pants. We got...
3: Kate and I got to the shoreline at dusk of Grout Pond, and just then, loping across the ice, coyote. Gigantic coyote. Did you sing it,
1: the coyote song? What is that? How does that go? You don't know the coyote song? Can you go? What's the coyote song? Yeah, it, go. It's, I, it's probably copyrighted by Charlie Day, but yeah, there's a coyote song. What is it? It's How's the it coyote I don't trust your eyes. You are looking at me like I'm made of apple pies. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's scratching an itch. I think I recognize it. Oh, it's know. always sunny in Philadelphia. No, it's a Charlie. It's on. I don't know. I saw it on Charlie Day's Instagram. He tried to sell it to Kanye West. I think he tried to sell the song <laughs> to Kanye West. Anyway, look up there. Look it up. You, I'm not going to sing it. I don't know all the is words. Is Charlie but, Day in
3: It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? He is It's yes, Always is. Sunny in Philadelphia. It is. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's Tim. <laughs> Anyway, the final thing is, you know, we're skiing around Okemo. We've gone nearly 100 miles, a third of the trail, as the snow is just evaporating around <laughs> us. It's disappearing. And we ski around Okemo, and uh, I saw a sign that said, I'm only about eight miles away from Newfane, Ver- Vermont.
0: Isn't that, Wade, where you're from? Or That is close to where... Uh... My family lives. Yeah, yeah, that's where my mom goes to church as a new fan. Oh, yeah. well, I just thought of you, Wade, the whole time, yeah. whole way home. And is that near the smoked meat shop? The smoked meat shop is technically in Townsend, oh, uh, no. which is much closer to where my family lives. Yeah. Vermont
3: <laughs> has cool towns. Vermont is really yeah, cool. Yeah, like Rupert. Like we Jamaica. saw Jamaica. <laughs> or and I, Dorset. Talk about remote. Kate and I saw one person in 100 miles of trail. That's wow. pretty cool. And she was ripping the other way. <laughs> so we didn't even say hi. She just blasted right by us. Probably going to Massachusetts. Anyway, the
2: Catamount Trail. It was wonderful. Glad to
3: be back. Hi, everybody. Missed you, Japan.
2: Matt Bear. Yeah. So I think one I'll start off with was my first ever foray into alpine touring skiing. Ooh. Yeah. I was able to Um, rent a pair of skis from the Mountaineer. And the first night, I actually went out and had some fun just trying them out at Mount Pisgah over there in Sneaky Lake. Um, Great little mountain over there. And then the next day, I figured, you know, the next logical step is to go out and ski a slide in the backcountry. Yes. Um, So (laughs) we headed out. Get your bicycle helmet on. (laughs) Headed into the Johnsbrook Valley. Ooh. and we had a me and Allison had a great ski up the south side trail and we made it all the way up to um, Benny's root canal slide and headed up that way and uh, this was right after I believe like a day or two after the the giant rain, Ice Crust event that happened here. So uh, perfect skiing. It was condition. an event. <laughs> yeah, it was an event. We were going up and it was, I was thinking, man, this is it's pretty nice. It's, it's nice and open here. It's not too bad. It looks like the skiing down this section, like the first section, will be pretty fun and manageable. And then we started getting higher up. It was getting a little steeper. Uh, I was getting a little icier. I was having some trouble, so I, I stopped uh, maybe a few hundred yards below where um, the tri- the the slide itself splits into like oh, the wow. three okay. the three sections there. Yeah. Um, I called it quits there. Yeah. Allison went up beyond that another few hundred yards and mm-hmm. snowboarded down, and it, it, she said split boarded, I believe, Matt Bear. Well, split boarded up but then snowboarded down. Is that, we, the, is that the correct terminology? put
1: it back together. We gotta be careful here. <laughs> I don't is... know. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> she boarded down it. She, yes. In some she, variety. She hiked a ironing board, is what I believe it was. <laughs> <laughs> a a
2: monoboard. Uh, that is, has been split in two. She twain. stood on a sled. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, she uh, crushed it down that. I don't know how, because it was so icy. And then... We turned around and went down, and I had a time getting down there. It was, uh, <laughs> it was I kept I did keep my skins on for Pucker like the factor. first the first part of it because it was still pretty steep and icy, and like you weren't really punching through that crust. But once yeah. once I got down a little further, I did take them off and was able to ski probably the bottom like the the bottom section of the slide before you go into the woods, and mm-hmm. that was really fun and then it was a great ski out on the on the south side trail again how's that stream crossing right where it splits off from the regular trail when, right we, now, when we were there, were it was there, great. Yeah. Right now, it's probably right neck, now it is a raging river. <laughs> yeah. deep, I would say. right now it is too deep for Tyler to jump backwards into. Yeah, it is a <laughs> yeah. fool killer currently. Yeah, exactly, but it was great when we went across it like yeah. two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was good. Sometimes Google I can the get word hairy.
3: turgid.
2: <laughs> Tur- turgid. Yeah. Wait, I have a question for you. Yeah,
3: what's up? Were you hiking Mount Marcy around March twenty third? in the year of our lord 2021 March 23rd I've and met... on that day may you have been investigating snow fleas. does this ring a bell to you at all?
0: I talked to a guy who who brought up snow fleas with you on the Listen summit of Mount Marcy. Listen to this, Wayne. We already know you work in the High Peaks Wilderness area.
3: You are a caretaker at a remote cabin in and the woods. And a coward. <laughs> Listen to this. On March 23rd, I'm skiing with Kate up Mount Marcy. We're so sad we couldn't make it to Quebec. So we ski up Mount Marcy on the last day of good snow before the big melt 2021. Jeremy, um, what
2: happens after the big melt? Spring skiing. It's been really good. <laughs> <laughs> Things get messy.
3: It gets exactly. wet and makes a mess. Oh, yeah, that's what I was supposed to say. Sorry, I zoned out a little Wait, bit. Wait, I'm going up Mount mercy when suddenly this man named Gary Koch stops me. Wait, Gary what was Koch. the name? Gary Koch? He's I know Gary. He volunteered for the Adirondack 46ers and was a correspondent writing letters to aspiring 46ers for years. Anyway, he said, oh, you are you two are in luck, Tyler and Kate. There's only one person a- ahead of you, and it's a known entomologist. And I was like,
2: Excuse me? Like like a known liar? Known
3: (laughs) entomologist who is investigating the snow fleas on Mount Marcy. And I was like, whoa, cool, Kate. We're going to meet an entomologist. As Kate and I get to the summit of Mount Marcy, we are amazed there's no one up there. We were promised an entomologist. (laughs) And at the summit crest of Mount Marcy, 5,344 feet, tallest peak in New York State, we see a man, a burly, strong, sinewy man dressed in red. On the crown of Mount Marcy, who looked back... And then just vanished. He He looked me in the eyes. Was that you? It was. You (laughs) son of a bitch! I saw you on Mount Marcy and you walked away. You turned your back. And known entomologist Wade Bastion.
0: (laughs) That was you. It was. Oh my god. I stayed up on Marcy for an hour longer than I was supposed to. You (laughs) are dressed fully in red.
3: Red is not a
1: good color for you. We got
0: like $400 Patagonia rain jackets (laughs) that are bright red.
3: I couldn't believe it. I was like, Kate, I just have this feeling in my heart that that could have been Wade. (laughs) It was. It was
2: absolutely me. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Wade must have gotten down quick. He did.
3: By the time Kate and I got to the summit, he was already at tree line.
1: Yeah. I was. Well, if you're in the backcountry and you see anyone wearing red, just call him Wade.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Say, honey. That's a known entomologist up ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wade, go yeah. ahead. What have you been doing besides studying the art of the snow flea?
0: Um, <laughs> a lot of trail maintenance, a lot of ski trail maintenance. Um, not too much for fun. Uh, there was that day going up Marcy that oh, was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> we heard about uh, that. <laughs> yeah. That I,
1: probably kind of fun.
0: It was, I mean, where I was sitting right there on the summit, I was out of the wind. I was in the sun. It was oh, in wind the shadow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I see. there. You locked eyes with me, and you wh- you said, mm,
3: why, didn't, "Why didn't Why
1: didn't you ran say hi <laughs> to him?"
0: I was up there for an hour, and then I was like, "All right, time to turn around." And then one person came. Up. I was like, "All right, I'll talk to this person." And then they were around for like fifteen, twenty minutes, then walked away. Another single person came. I was like, okay, well, I'll talk to them. Happened a couple times. And I was like, I just have to leave or else I will be here until after dark. And I turned around and left. And yeah, I... Locked eyes with
3: me and said, (laughs) not this one. There was also one guy who had done like two
0: or three laps of the... uh, of snow the bowl. snowball. Bowl. So I may have assumed that was you or mm. like that, that you were that That's okay. same person. I forgive you. So Wade. I, I'm not a summit steward. I don't stay up there all
1: day. I you used I had to be trail work to do.
0: Yes, I, I
3: used I remember spent, one yes. time
1: you were.
0: Yeah. You stayed all
3: day
4: in a the hammock. Then I got hurt. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was a,
1: that was his summit steward year when he uh slept in a hammock all day. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait, what have you been doing for fun?
1: Um
0: well how's bread? <laughs> <laughs> yep, Wade has adopted a cat named Bread. Named Butter. <laughs> and she's great. <laughs> Jeremy's about to die. Apparently, you um, got. It's Butter the cat! You have Butter a leash? Are you going to take Butter walking? Uh, we got Butter a leash. We were g- thinking about leash taking the Butter her, uh, to Kentucky with us. Now that Maggie and I are both fully vaccinated, we're taking a trip Woo. down to Kentucky. Uh, coming up so we were thinking about bringing butter with us not sure if we're going to actually do that but that's why we got the leash um no uh let's see today i walked on some train tracks which was pretty cool uh i had to get lost while maggie was in a, a zoom call for a couple of hours um back to the big melt uh when we had all the rain while i was in the woods because that was Two days after the day I went up Marcy, we had a bunch of rain. Um, All the stream crossings blew out. I got a warning from the dispatchers that there were strong storms coming in and that I had to stay in place, uh, or that I should find shelter. And then my boss texted me and said, no unnecessary travel. So I decided to go up to Avalanche Lake for fun. Nice. Uh, And while I was coming back, I got into some slush about knee-deep at a bad stream crossing. And then the next day, trying to ski out onto Lake Colden, I was again knee-deep skiing through slush. I mean, uh, madams,
3: you know, this is not the time of year to be recreating up high, right? Unless you have your waders, a wetsuit maybe, and floaties for your arms.
5: Yeah, I probably bring a kayak too. It's full-on <laughs> melt season.
0: <laughs> it's trout season. It
5: is now. It's trout it season,
3: is.
0: yes. Uh So... Yeah, it uh, all the stream crossings blew, um, so skiing around down there is pretty, uh, like in Lake Colden area to the floodlands is pretty bad. If you want to ski in there, you have, will have to walk your skis to yeah. Marcy Dam, which is not great. Um, and yeah, all the stream crossings rose really high. It was just half a week of just getting wet. This will be um, the same anywhere in the Northeast. Yeah. Anywhere where there's snow melting. Be yeah.
3: careful, be careful. Unless you're looking for that grout. Maybe trout, but definitely the grout, you can just have It's it. always grout season. Yeah. <laughs> always. It's <laughs> always grout season. It's always cargo pants season.
0: <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, I mean, that, that was dealing with those conditions. I mean, it sucks, but it's always cool to watch things flood and, you know, watch the seasons change. Um, skiing this season, I, I went around cold, and I think we've talked about that. Uh, I've skied up to Feldspar and down a couple times, um, skied Whale's Tail a bunch, uh, skied up to indian falls and down we did that actually yeah we did jeremy and i ha- had a very early start one day to ski indian falls uh which when we got to the parking lot at uh the adirondack lodge we ran into the land manager for the high peaks World and of friend of the pod tate connor Hey. Hi, Tate. Uh, And Tate was skiing up to the summit of Marcy, well, either Treeline or the summit, depending on the weather, uh, to do some trail work. So we got to ski up with him for a while, uh, which is very nice. Tate's a friend of mine. I haven't seen him in a very long time. He was probably Um, going
3: up to see those water towers in Tupper Lake. You can see him from Marcy. (laughs) You
0: can just barely see him. He's from Tupper. Yes, that's true. He is from Tupper Lake. (laughs) And there
1: is a water tower there. There is.
0: (laughs) Um, And then, so... We skied uh, the Indian Falls Trail with some fresh snow on it, and it was fantastic. It was
1: really fun. That was, really fast. <laughs> I
0: That was my... This is... I, I've done it probably less than 10 times. I'm not sure how many times I've done it now. Um, But my first time doing it with my AT skis, I've done it with my three pin... With my Fisher skis a couple of times last season. And that was awful, uh, because my <laughs> Fisher skis are very long and very thin, and I cannot control them that well. And the AT skis make a world of difference. Um, So that was really nice. It was fun, Um, And then we got back down to the dam uh, at like 10, 10.30 maybe. (laughs) Uh, And we decided to go over Whale's Tail too. Yeah. yeah, We were planning like a really long day of skiing and we were done before noon.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we went down like the gradual side of Whale's Tail, which I had only ever gone like up that way. And it was actually pretty fun to go down the, yeah. the gradual side. It was like longer, but still fun, surfy, yeah. pretty good snow. After that, I've gone out that way at the end of one of my weeks. Like
0: when I'm packing out all my stuff, I'll just go up Whales Tail and down that way. It's so nice. Yeah, it's I fun. love not skiing on the trail coming into Marcy Dam. Yeah, because same that the that part of the Van Hovenberg Trail. I've done enough. I feel like Whales
1: Tail <laughs> is definitely like a. Uh, uh, an underappreciated gem
0: so yeah other than that uh, a lot of uncovering privies and dealing with snow and stream crossings and uh, down to the high water bridge on the calamity brook trail uh, which mm-hmm. is pretty nice um, I would like to ski that all the way through at some point next year I want to do the, the key swap with someone at some point um, but yeah other uh, that's than a that... different podcast yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the that's with the tie swap podcast down yeah, the that's, hall. A, yeah. the, that's the one that's swinging down the hall <laughs> Um yeah, I'm uh besides that, um you know, some skiing around town, nothing too crazy on my days off, just hanging out. I skied out to the on the train tracks to the jackrabbit to Mackenzie Pond Road
1: on uh St. Patrick's Day with Sam and Ian, which was very nice. Section. That section
0: of trail is so great.
1: I'ma tell you, the best section of the Jackrabbit. I mean, just as far as like not hills or anything, just the best section is in between the train tracks and Mackenzie Pond Road, by I, far.
0: I have not done the entire Jackrabbit, but the parts that I have done, I agree with you 100%. Yep. Yeah, I could that, do the- it was so great. Those trees so are so
1: fucking tall. It's yeah. amazing. It's
0: so cool. In Thank
3: there. you, Bark Eater Trail Alliance, for yes. keeping LAS. that trail beautiful all year Get
1: long. yourself
5: a buff. Yeah. And Bark they have the Jackrabbit
1: t-shirts you. out there, too.
5: They do. Yep. I got one. There's some good mountain biking in that section, too. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I was
0: in that area. I was walking through that area today, and there were some fat bike tracks that I saw going through there. And
1: yeah, oh, it seems nice. like there's some There's some, some good... pretty, pretty fun trails that snake through there. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, it's awesome. known entomologist Wade <laughs> Bash. I cannot believe it.
4: <laughs> Jeremy Utz.
1: Steven. Steven. <laughs> I've had a lot of skiing in between the last time that we recorded the show and this time. I'm not going to go through any of them really, too, specifically, I guess. I... Have been skiing a lot. I did ski with Wade. Wait, which was no, wait a second, Jeremy. You are only three days away from fifty ski days.
3: Fifty ski year. days, right? And That's I've, incredible. I feel like
1: for a uh, a person who puts in forty hours a week, uh, zipping up the bags at the hospital, more <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. 50 days is pretty good, man. That's great. Um,
3: Congratulations.
1: Yeah, and I got to ski with Matt, too. Matt and I, we skied Avalanche Pass on a really weird and awesome day. Oh, yeah, that was a great We skied it on a day where in the morning, I couldn't feel my hands, and by the end of the day, Nubbins was shirtless. I I took a
2: shirtless lap, yeah. And we didn't really see too many people that day, either. No. Um, Well, we saw that one guy that was hauling it in the Schemo gear.
1: Yeah, we did see that guy, um,
2: (laughs) Mr. Schemo. Um, Well, what I remember about that day is within the first quarter of a mile it was so icy and slippery we almost turned around i wanted to turn around before i even put my skis on yeah when we got
1: to the parking lot i was like oh, i don't even want to go
2: and this time we we also got an alpine start and finished before noon yeah. i actually had a <laughs> lot of
1: early starts this year but that was really really fun that was a great day. um the ski out was fun and then we ended it uh on the slurpy ski slope which was always a good oh, time that,
2: beautiful. That, that that ski has been on my like bucket list of things to do for like the last 3 winters. And this is so in the High been, Peaks Wilderness Area,
3: yeah. quite lovely. Yeah, same, but I, it's the,
2: quite slushy from now until
3: mm. June. <laughs> it was Thank hard
2: you. on the way on on our way up to Avalanche Pass, but then it softened up and it did turn into a pretty warm day.
1: Yeah, it it, it was awesome. It was my second time skiing it uh this season, but the first time I skied it it was on a, like the day that was the complete opposite. It was like negative 20 or something so um, it was still fun and good, but the day that Matt and I skied, it was a little more enjoyable because I wasn't cold for most of the day. Um, that was really cool. I got to ski with Steve French twice this year. Once was uh, just a couple hours ago at Pisgah, and that was really fun. I had a couple really awesome like solo ski days. I skied Little Haystack Mountain by myself, and that is honestly like – that's really fucking that's fun, That's in the man. McKenzie Mountain wilderness. Yeah, that's not like – you're not – I don't know. It's not like – maybe it's not the most like – epic uh, ski destination in the Adirondacks, but it is truly really, really fun. And the views from the top of that are really good. I skied the Tupper Lake Triad Ultra, and I did that alone. (laughs) And
0: (laughs) then I skied with you later that day.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and Yeah, that's right, because I I skied the the Tupper Lake Triad, which is... I was pleasantly surprised how fun each one of those mountains was, and I thought Arab was probably the best, actually, for skiing. Goodman.
5: Arab's a great little mountain, yeah.
1: Yeah, there are some really fun little pockets of tree skiing on Arab that I was never going like a crazy fast, but... Fast enough that when I would leave the trail and kind of do a little run through the trees, like my heart was definitely beaten, man. Like and Mount Arab is one of the twenty five publicly accessible fire tower mountains in New York State. So, so if you, you're looking, you're near
3: Tupper, give it a try. You get great views and a what, mile
1: up. And you can like I literally did my transition on the porch of that cabin so mm-hmm. I was like protected from the wind and all that kind of shit. It's awesome. Um, and then, yeah, later that day, I skied with Wade and known liar, Henry Lieber. So, oh, yeah. wow. That day was also really good. So, I took that an, was amazing. I yeah. took an eight day vacation in February and I skied every single day of it. Um, and yeah, the day before that, I skied with Matt at our little secret stash around here, and that was so mind blowingly good. Was a good
2: day.
1: <laughs> Just like yeah, the soft snow. It Classic was a nice day. GoPro
2: w- died as soon as we We went through going all, the, all the trouble of
1: getting the GoPro out for it to yeah. immediately die oh, yeah, on probably great. the best run of my entire ski season. That yeah, was a yeah. really good one. Um, and the day before that, I skied at the secret stash alone and had a really good time. I skied in the evening. I had a. I just had a really good season so far. I skied like before work, after work. I skied at night. I skied in the morning. I skied at Pisgah at like ten o'clock at night by headlamp once. Um, and yeah, I'm kind of finishing the season mostly <laughs> just skiing at Pisgah. I have gotten into the routine of just going after work and kind of clowning around. We went today. It's really shitty. Um, Are you trying to k two Pisgah? It's like Everesting, but deadlier. No, I don't think so. Um, I was there that day. Um, I was there that day, and it looked like it was probably pretty painful. But yeah. um, I can imagine. Yeah, it's been it's been really fucking fun and awesome. Yeah, I really hope to get to fifty is my goal. It would be the highest amount of ski days I've ever had in a season. So there's still three days for the mountains to take you down, Jeremy. Yeah, <laughs> where are your knee pads? Where are your knee pads? <laughs> your Matt knee pads?
3: Adams, you are finally finally here. It only took 113 episodes, but you made it to Footstuff podcast in Studio 7. What
5: Footstuff have you been up to? Yeah, so I don't want to upset Jeremy, but I've <laughs> at, I've now skied at 93 alpine days in, and uh, 23 Nordic days. So, uh, <laughs> oh my god! But also working at uh, Whiteface Mountain five days a week kind of helps too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being your
0: full time job. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. Um, but it's also yeah, it's, it's most I've ever skied this year. Um, so my goal is 100, and um, I've broken 100 in the Nordic and Alpine. So that's pretty awesome. Trying to get to uh, 100 Alpine, but i got seven days and you, left. And
2: you work with friend of the pod,
5: Caitlin. I do, yep, yep, yep. Ski Trout oh, awesome. Whiteface Oh, I it's saw Caitlin. Caitlin
2: the other day. Hi, Caitlin. Hi. How
1: are you doing, Caitlin?
0: Hello, Caitlin.
5: Um, yeah, so I've really been skiing basically every day. Um, I attempted a few slides. Like um, uh, Matt Barrett said, I skied Benny's Brook in about similar conditions. It was mostly <laughs> ice. Um,
1: I don't get... I mean, honestly, man, I'm not good at skiing on any kind of firm snow, but... There was a day that I skied on some icy conditions, and I side-slipped for possibly 225 feet, and I have no idea how people <laughs> ski on the, that kind of shit at all.
4: Yeah,
5: yeah sharp edges and prey. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> um, but I skied out to Lake Colden. I was hoping Wade would be there, but I saw Katie instead. Uh, Katie's the, still nice. Pick the, <laughs> yeah. like the wrong week, yeah. Arguably nicer than Wade. <laughs> yeah,
4: she, she's much nicer than me. <laughs>
5: Um, so we
3: chat. Did Katie stop and talk with you at all? We did. Oh, actually- see, that's better. <laughs> that's that's way he's better. Sees me he just goes the other way. I've talked to you
0: enough. All right, <laughs> <laughs> do you? <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah we were actually um right in the middle of avalanche lake and it was really windy so like not the most like pleasant spot to talk but uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was great seeing her and uh skiing through avalanche lake is always a good time yeah uh, yeah man. um I took an uh airy avalanche one class this past uh winter nice. with uh, northeast mountaineering what get- is the Heck one yeah.
3: thing you remember most from taking an avalanche one course
5: uh just uh, digging the snow pits and uh doing the compression tests and seeing how the snow can just come right off um in sloughs and seeing that you don't want to be skiing that when that happens that can be very bad
3: so you if, learned uh, how to dig a pit
5: yes and uh, assess the layers yep um and then i skied up pisgah today with a uh, friend of the pod and tom Ooh, hey, um, hey
1: tom but Tom Collins? Tom Collins, Was yes. his like, mustache
2: there?
5: <laughs> his mustache is still on. How the fuck <laughs> did I
1: miss you guys? I was there today.
5: Uh, we were there around 9 o'clock. In the morning? Yeah. Oh, I have a job. <laughs> 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 yeah, I have a job. And uh, this next uh, ski session comes during uh, during the big melt. And I was at, we're going to attempt to ski the uh, angel slides on right. Uh, and we started Ooh. on the... Uh, the old Marcy uh, Dam trail, and it was pretty minimal coverage, but the trail was still skiable. And we were we were about the stream crossings, and we get to McIntyre Brook, uh, and we kind of we kind of saw this uh, yellow birch that was like slightly across the brook, and we were like, kind hey, we of maybe cross that, but it's kind of sketchy. So we kind of looked up um up and down the stream and didn't really see anything uh, that was better. So we're like, well, we could kind of put on our crampons and walk across this tree. Um, it would give us some better traction so we wouldn't you know, fall in. And it was like, okay, oh, yeah, that's the, be- that's the best, uh, best scenario we can come up with. And uh, as we were putting our crampons on, the stream literally rose by like three times m- the amount of water. <laughs> uh, I was l- l- looking down at my feet, and I'm like, it sounds louder for some reason. And the tree that we were like gonna cross was completely gone. Um, there was water. Oh, there was water God. at my feet. So you take it a few steps back, and the water just keep coming up. Yeah. Um, so it's a-
3: like an Arwen <laughs> killing the Ringwraith situation.
5: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It, yeah. It was just big wall of water. It must have been some kind of ice uh, dam broke free. and um that was like okay well that puts um that makes our plans easy now and we made (laughs) the right decision and turned around uh skied the ski slope at um uh on the north side of heart lake and the snow wasn't that great anyway um so it was we got outside but we uh ended up failing our mission but we made it back to the car all right you
3: made it
1: back (laughs) to the car you didn't take a chance. And the cars where you really want to be. It's soft, <laughs> it's warm. If Jeremy's Jeremy's waves, always it's always got a cooler. I always have a cooler. Wades is full of trash from 2016. <laughs> and not warm. <laughs> it's also not Yeah, it's also not warm. So Footstuff Podcast is going to
3: take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to bring you some hiker news I've- around the country. King wrote Shawshank Redemption? You bet your fucking
1: sweet little perfect chin it is.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, Gabe, welcome back (laughs) to the Let's podcast.
1: It was actually a fucking novella, (laughs) you asshole.
3: (laughs) So we promise we have to talk about some news in the High Peaks region of the Adirondacks. There's news? There's actual news. But first time in footstuff history. But before we get to the news, we have just a few more footstuff stories to share that we were r- reminded of during the break. Matt Bear,
2: yeah, I just want to rattle off some uh, other um, quick ski destinations that I got to do in the last couple months that I thought were get were out your cool. pens, hell yeah! Um, so I did get to check out Petersburg Pass, and that shit looked radical. Oh, my that, man. Was, that was one of the best backcountry days i had this year that looked um, really good it was like right after probably a three foot storm and it was still snowing while we were there i love the picture of you standing in the snow <laughs> up to your waist
1: so roughly a foot and a half deep yep, yep. um and you're holding your skis <laughs> oh, in both was... hands and the look on your face is booter. one of absolute defeat booter You look like the samurais when they get killed by all the soldiers in that movie with Tom Cruise about the last samurai. What was that one called? I can't remember. Second to last
2: samurai.
1: (laughs) I think it was called uh, The Tuxedo?
2: (laughs) Jackie Chan was in that one too, I think. But that was was really fun. Yeah, I did do it on the Mad Shoe Skiers, so I didn't have skins, so I did have to take them off and walk up a lot of it. You
1: had a season of the most... Epic booters. <laughs> yes,
2: that is true. There were a lot of booters, but the skiing down was epic. It was great. It was worth it. Um, then we—I actually did ski over for the first time at the Tupper Lake Golf Course. I don't know if anyone's ever been over there, but it is awesome. A great co- cross-country skiing spot that is groomed by uh, a group of volunteers or the town. I'm not sure exactly. Who I think does it's it. both. Yeah, yeah, but. Great system of trails. Definitely check it out. It's really free, too, there. right? You don't have to pay for yeah, a pass? Yeah, it is. It's yep. free, yeah. It is free over there. Um, I got to ski the face for the first time ever since living here. Oh. <laughs> Thanks to Matt Adams. <laughs> you're very welcome. I got to go ski over Whiteface, and it was terrifying. <laughs> oh, man. I had a great time in all the greens, but... It- <sighs> Oh, I tried a couple of blues, and it was... Uh, Not like the blues at Titus. Oh, no, 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 no. That, steep I think the, steep oh, and icy. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I still, I made it down, didn't wipe out, and I uh, had a great day. I had a waffle from the waffle cabin. I, Ooh, I right, think I
1: saw a out. picture of you holding a waffle while you were there, and it was lost on me. Yeah. I didn't understand what was going on. Very expensive, but tasty waffle. I ate it. Yeah, it
2: was good. It was good. I did go down to the Catskills again. And hiked Overlook Mountain, which is Ooh, one of the, the, Fire, the Fire Tower, Tower Mountain. Mountains Ooh. down there. And then hiked up Slide Mountain. Ooh. And we went up there and Allison actually finished her Catskill 35 Peaks. Whoa. With the, yeah, the 35 um, tallest the 30, peaks in the Catskills. Is it 3500 Club? Thirty. Yeah, f- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is pretty sweet. Congratulations! And that one yeah, that's is cool. cool because you have to do the list, but then there's also four or five of them that you have to hike in a winter season as well. So oh wow! To, yeah, that's required for like just the general. We um, have to go back. The general list itself. That's pretty, pretty cool. Th- yeah, so that was sweet. And then I did have um, one epic day of ice climbing, where my nickname came from, Milkfoot. We went out to Chapel oh, no. Pond Canyon on a, uh, a balmy, single-digit, windy day. Um, and Perfect was, conditions. Oh, it was great. It was <laughs> very, very cold. Um, got to climb with, uh, with some great friends and climbed Quinn the Eskimo and Midnight Cruiser, and we finished out on um, positive reinforcement, and it was absolutely freezing. Um, my hands were were numb most of the time, got a great case of the Screaming Barfies, and then uh, came down, and my feet were numb for quite a while, and I uh, ran back across Chapel Pond and uh, stuck them on the heater of my car, and probably like two hours later, they uh, regained a little feeling, but... Dear God. (laughs) Yeah, once I milked them a little bit, they were... Uh, You could milk a foot! And then I've also, since things have dried out a little bit now and it's warming up, it's a little bit like springtime here in the Adirondacks. I have been doing uh, a little bit of mountain biking down south, though, in Albany, not up here. Where it's dry. Where it's dry. Yes, up here it is still wet. Don't go on the trails yet. Let no, them dry do not out. let them dry out. Just go look for some grout. <laughs> it's some grout season. It's grout season a, or snow fleas. Yeah, are there for... ice fleas? I think there's just any fleas. I think all of them are yeah, just under the umbrella. Just Wade, you had
1: fleas. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a little
3: bit more foot stuff, right, Wade?
0: Uh yeah. Just a quick shout out uh, to whoever the person was who.
1: I uh, was Summited Marcy. As you were walking up. <laughs> we did this. It was Tyler. <laughs>
0: it was Tyler. He's over there. Get me waving, saying, it's, <laughs> "Hey, it's me." It's and then I couldn't. He's hear the what one in the saying, plaid shirt over there uh, in just the monocle. Get in touch with me. It was the twenty third. No, uh, between I think it was, uh, like one o'clock, Saturday, and. 7 or 8 o'clock Sunday morning this past week. Oh, Whoever no, it's not me. post-hold knee-deep through Avalanche Pass, get in touch. <laughs> I just want to know what's wrong with you. <laughs> Wade's got a patch for you. It
3: is early April. If you're going to hike in the Northeast above about 2,500 feet.
2: Don't. You will
3: want your wetsuits, swimmies, and snowshoes still
0: for at least another few weeks. Yeah. The conditions are really terrible right now. Um, it's uh, like the, the big melt The those couple days. I was sinking in probably halfway up my shin with snowshoes on. And now that it's getting warm, the conditions are just going to get real terrible. So if you're going out, it's going to be muddy. Uh, at you the need trail like hang. mini
1: canoes for each foot. Yeah.
0: You need... Canoes to get across the stream crossings. You need spikes for the ice. You're going to need snowshoes up high. Uh, and it's still going to be terrible. So you should also just not go. Um, but on my way out on Sunday when I saw all those post holes uh, crossing Avalanche Lake, it was gusting up to somewhere between 60 and 70 miles an hour. That's gusty. So there were times where gusting. I was getting pushed for a good 10 or 15 seconds in a direction I did not want to go because there was open water that way. <laughs> um, and, no, no. <laughs> uh, luckily, it was pushing me the way I wanted to go instead of trying to fight into the wind. Uh, but it was also pouring the whole time, and that was the worst, second worst time I've ever had coming out from cold in uh so yeah terrible weather terrible conditions lakes probably won't be frozen that much longer so please don't try and cross them or else i'll have to save you because i'm a lifeguard
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you had to carry
0: bricks
3: from a pool in pennsylvania didn't you
1: yeah 10 pound bricks yep 10
4: wow. pound bricks in pennsylvania it was
1: actually in maryland is that from a pond where there's bricks at the bottom is that where bricks come from well, that's like the, the grout, grout, comes. Like oh, the grout one but where do you get the bricks then because that make it from doesn't grout grout. that go in between the bricks is the grout oh, you think oh, yeah. so it's no true. that's paint they paint oh.
0: all the grout. They just paint
1: those lines
0: on. Yeah, the... oh. it's like an old timey thing. It's like a
4: tradition.
3: Oh, remember yeah. when you would hold your fingertips against those grout grooves on the walls of your elementary school hallways? Anyone ever do that and walk and just
1: drag your hands along the yes. walls? Just... <laughs> yeah, my school didn't have halls. It was a single room. Did you
2: also say one two? Freddie's coming for you when no. you were doing it? No, I
1: say one two. X is coming for you because DMX is the man. <laughs> And he's going to give it to you, too. He is. He will give it to you. So let's bring... Also smokes crack, too. He does. <laughs> he got in trouble for it. Comes full circle. Let's
3: go to another topic that will involve bitter dissension. Let's talk about what's going on in the High Peaks region of upstate New York at the private land known as the Adirondack Mountain Reserve. I know Matt Bear has some I know him, too. We all have seen some articles about what's happening at the Adirondack <laughs> Mountain Preserve, so I thought I would just reserve. Be, yes. Did I say
0: preserve? You yes. did the Adirondack Mountain Reserve.
3: That's
2: where it it's has. Because you're going to have to reserve rit, rit, something. Rit, rit, rit <laughs> rit reserve.
0: No, that the Adirondack Mountain Preserve has the bits of like fruit in it. That's oh yeah. yeah,
1: see the difference between jam and jelly is that jam is the whole fruit and jelly is corn syrup. <laughs> But it's died. Yes. I thought we'd start this topic by just going
3: through a little bit of history. In 1887... Columbus sailed the ocean blue. I know (laughs) this one. And a philanthropist from Philadelphia, Wade, purchased, (laughs) along with a bunch of other people, purchased the land in the Osable Lakes. The land in 1887 was also being vied for by lumber companies. So Mm, we should all remember, have a healthy dose of... Historical knowledge that this land could have all been mined,
1: and instead, philanthropy. I don't know if you understand what lumbermen do. <laughs> they pull the trees yeah, from underground, <laughs> the, they mine... have the donkeys, and the carts. Yeah, the mines are down. We went to the mine. We, we saw it the mine. mine.
3: call it a mine. <laughs> a
0: mine. <laughs>
4: That's oh, hey, speaking
0: of your trip to the mine, I also saw Tom Donovan
4: last was week. Was he in the jeans? Words.
0: No, but he came over to me to say hello and then fell in knee-deep in
4: snow. <laughs> He's just
1: doing it
0: for attention.
3: <laughs> Lumber companies were vying for that land. In 1887, the Adirondack Mountain you, Reserve was created, the AMR. And at one point, by uh, 1910, I believe, they owned 40,000 acres, including the almost the entire Great Range, even mountains yep. north of the Great Range. But over the subsequent decades, that land has been sold off. And in 1978, not too long ago, really, a big chunk of that land was sold back to the state of New York. And there's a, there are public easements now allowing the public to go through this private land called uh, the Adirondack Mountain Reserve and through the Osable Club to get to these wonderful high peak destinations. So what's going on? Starting on May 1st through October 31st, it will now be required that if you're going to enter the Adirondack Mountain Reserve that you come with a reservation. You need to have a reservation whether you come by bike, by uh, car, or if you're going to be dropped off there, you need to actually have a reservation. Reservations open at hikeamr.org
2: as of April 15th. And I just. Uh, know, oh, you, you can bet that website's going to crash that day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There yeah.
3: are some restrictions to go over, and we'll open up debate. The restrictions are. You can reserve your spot no more than two weeks in advance, and what does your spot include? It includes your party's parking spot, which can be up to six people in a car. There are 70 spots allocated for this reservation system. I think it's kind there's of 70, funny. There's 70 parking spots yeah. there? I
0: Holy think, shit. Oh yeah. No way. I thought there was well, like 30. It, you
1: can you could squeeze a lot of cars into those spots. Damn. seventy! Yeah. Well, that second well, lot. They they 70 did, yeah. is a lot, dude. I didn't know there was. Yeah, that right. I so, think
5: they had 30 open this year due to COVID, but yeah. their full lot is about yeah, 70. 70. Yeah. Holy and if you shit, multiply
3: 70 times 6, you get, you get a, a really a, big number. You get 420. <laughs> 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 you
4: got
3: You can only legalize it. Make one reservation per day, two maximum reservations per week. So here we are. Uh, I'm, I said bitter dissension, and I'm sure
0: you've seen it online.
3: Wait, can
2: we just rewind for a second? Oh, you, no, those comments are like the nicest place
4: ever to go look
1: right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, K Fun Police, just a world of positivity. <laughs> so you said two, no more than two reservations per week? Per week. So, so if you were going out to camp, you can't stay more than two nights? I mean, just think about what you could... There is a little disclaimer that there are these overnight reservations as oh, well. I'm just paid. curious. I, yeah, I think I might have a very, very different opinion about all this than anyone else.
4: But sure, yeah. I mean, I'm
3: excited to hear.
1: Uh, I
3: don't mind going first. In my opinion, if I was showing up anywhere where there were 420 other people going to the exact same place, I know there's going to be displacement. There are so many trails there that is. dissect away from Lake Road in the Adirondack Mountain Reserve. But let's be frank, most of these people are going to the high peaks. Definitely. And... Oddly, or Indian you're Head. You're going to see at least mm-hmm. a fourth of them along your journey that day. And if you want a true wilderness experience, might not be the best place to go this summer. But if you don't mind doing things legally uh, through the rules and regulations and it's a big crowded day, go for it. It's still such a great place to go. And I think they're trying to do their best to allow as many people uh, to come as possible. We haven't even discussed the bus alternative yet. I love me the old bus alternative. Oh,
1: is that where you live in a bus in Alaska, and then you die in the back of it? It is. Yeah, yes. you, yeah, eat, yeah. you eat berries and
0: shit your brains. Out. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. that one. That is it.
1: <laughs> but I, I just
3: think you know they're trying to cope with a, an issue called high use, and it's it's going to spill over into our other cherished backcountry spaces as well, and we just have to, you know, what we can all do, gang. Honestly. As you could look inwardly real quick with me. Um, Wait, do you turn down the lights or do you turn No, on Jeremy
0: the... turns down the lights. I do the oh, jazz. Yeah, Jeremy... I'm, the, I'm the lightman. Yeah, can you turn it down?
3: I just gotta da, 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 have you all da, 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 think. Da, can we all maybe, da, 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 as the trails get more crowded... And as we go, nah. Maybe we can all keep doing what Footstuff pod- Podcast has been promulgating forever. Skiing Belfry Oh wait, what? <laughs> keep it wild. When you go, bring a trash bag. Pack out all the trash that you see on every trail. Be kind to everyone on trail because we all want to go outside and have a great day. Be welcoming to all people who are there. Everyone starts somewhere. Yeah, yeah exactly. And be kind to everyone. Have a great time out there. Treat land with respect. Treat nature with respect. And you know what? Maybe think twice before you geotag. And have fun out there, wherever you decide to go, including if it's legally through this reservation system, hike amr.org through the Adirondack Mountain Reserve. Matt Bear, what do you think? Wade, what do you think?
2: Madams, Jeremy, go ahead. I'll, yeah, I guess I'll just share my, my piece real quick. At... I'm am still torn on the whole thing. And like Natalie Imbruglia? sure. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I blossomed. Go um, on. So when I when I first saw it, like I I saw the headline and I was like, yes, finally, good. This is going to be great. Um, finally, a permit system will t- start taking care of this high use issue. And then I like thought about it a little more, read some stuff, and I mean. Yes, it's going to be good trail-wise in some respects, but the same trails are still going to get the same amount of use, really. Like, everyone that's making that reservation is going to go to Indian Head or the High Peaks from there. I went out there so many times this summer, and as soon as you branch off of that lake road on those, like, lesser-traveled trails, um, I didn't... Never saw anyone out on those ones. It was great. Yeah. Um Yeah, like the east and west river exactly, trails are yeah, super pretty. Ones, you never see anybody like on yeah, there. Yeah, all those spots out there. Really good nice. waterfalls. Hardly anyone out there. Um, it's just those main spots that uh, attract all the 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 people out there. But then I was thinking, I mean, it's not it's not really the most inclusive option, um, just because some people might not have access to a computer to make these reservations and as far as i know there's no way to do it over the phone yet or they haven't figured that out that's a really good um, point
3: yeah. yeah so they're like where's of- my morse code option god
2: some- damn it god damn it some people whether semaphore, they're, whether they're elderly and like don't don't know how to access that part of it but still love hiking up here or you just don't have a computer like not everyone has one or has access to one and can make these reservations or a lot of people come up here spur at the moment they're not living up here all the time yeah maybe um, they're out it maybe they're not keeping up not, with the it's not it's not a perfect solution yeah. it's yeah. i think if anywhere this is the spot to test it out but it's yeah. not perfect and i don't think it's i don't think it's going to go great i think there's going to be a lot of issues with it but i'm also intrigued to see how it goes yeah, um, I'll say. Start.
0: I'll say before I make any comments. I work for the DEC. I'm not talking as a DEC official. I'll get my Scott Van Leer. Yeah, disclaimer you go. that's what Scott Yo,
1: can we give a shout out to Scott Van Leer? Hey, He's, He's going to the Vic, man. Congratulations! Congratulations. I love the Vic, my yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, so we that, could go for a round of free passes <laughs> over here. <laughs> with,
0: uh, with that being said, um, yeah. So there's definitely like. Uh, uh, Issues as far as like being inclusive and uh, allowing people of all different stars and stripes uh, uh, being able to access that area, which I think is part of the reason why there is the bus alternative with the ticket. Um, but still, it's just like already a lot of flaws in the system. What if you get there past the time when someone has left the gate for the night and it's locked, and then you got to call someone? That's going to be a whole headache. There's going to be tons of problems. However. Everyone in this area for years and years and years, ever since I was a summit steward, the story has been overcrowding in the high peaks. And what are people going to do? And one person will mention the P word. They'll say, what about permits? And everyone goes, no, 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 not here ever, ever, Wait a
2: minute. Are we talking about a permit system right now? Didn't we mention this on the intro episode? We did we really? I think yeah
1: we might have done. It was I've... so many moons ago, I, I can't
0: recall it. No, I I believe we did because I thought it would be cool to talk about permit. Big Horn I still sheep. do.
3: Coming up next. I remember uh,
0: during that episode Robot wars. that
3: Wade said the funniest thing ever, but we didn't know how to turn on the mics yet. And also Wade <laughs> held up a box that said
0: mice or meese. We I think didn't? it said mouses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it said mouses. Yeah, yeah. I was in the, um, in the anyway. closet in
1: my office.
0: Uh, no, so like the obviously the the overuse on the trails and all these people in the high peaks and all, especially last year, all the rescues and everything. It's all it's been an issue, and this has been an issue for a while. And the only way to find a good. Response to sort of managing all of the crowds in the area is to try some shit out. And yeah, AMR is the perfect place to try out some kind of limiting use. Exactly, yeah. Because. It's private property that you have to park on and walk through. So they of course it's a good a place big to regulate. Net, like yeah, a big net. <laughs> you put everyone in a big net and then you cut the bottom open. You let them out for you know five seconds, then you close it up again. It's a big net. Wait a minute, and then Cougar let them out. Ridge. I
1: always thought they should do more of like a wheel of fortune wheel that you spin and it has all these different destinations you park. <laughs> and you're like the smallest one is Indian Head. And you're going Indian Head, Indian Head, Indian, head. and then it says Belfry. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Eat,
0: eating berries in a decrepit
1: bus. Shit!
4: Yeah!
1: Can we get directions, please?
0: But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, if you're trying to get to the Great Range and you can't park at AMR. You're going to go to the garden, and that shuttle's also not running this year, so you're going to have to park in town if you can't get a parking lot, uh, parking spot at the garden and walk up the road, but people are still going to find ways into the high peaks who really want to get there, so I'm not sure how much in the end it's going to do. It's probably just going to push people around, but I'm interested to see what happens, and I'm interested to see all of the crazy bullshit that's going on with it while I am working on the Racket rack <laughs> <wreck ball. laughs> yeah.
3: 420 people at one trailhead. It is a, a lot hey, of people. legalize it. it. Jeremy, but what do you think? Then
0: It's also, sorry to interrupt you. I didn't even start. You know? did yeah. interrupt you, <laughs> sorry to pre-interrupt you. Pre. Um, you also need to uh, schedule a time slot as well. Like every half hour, I, th- I think I saw something online um, so it's going it, to, I think they're going to try and stagger it as well. I don't think it's going to be 420 people that's gonna st- stomping appear. out at five in the morning, but I think it might be staggered a little, but yeah, I, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I mean, that's a bold move and I am a bold man. It's, you know, oh, something wait. that people have been talking about. They're the people to do it. I'm interested uh, that, to see how it goes and I'm very glad to not be working there.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jeremy.
0: And madams.
1: Yeah, so to piggyback off what Wade was just bringing up, that was one of the things I initially thought of because as a person that sometimes starts an adventure at uh unorthodox time like that (laughs) could start yeah or you know fuck man sometimes like some people like to hike at night and hiking at night is really awesome like there was a time once that i started hiking after i left a recording session here and i started my hike at like almost 10 o'clock at night didn't you bring a pizza up the mountain that time
0: I think else? that was something that he did. No, that he is, did. is
1: oh, Matt yeah. Bear is a that's pizza a, that's pizza hiking the Great hiking. Range special. Yes, yes. <laughs> you eat a pizza instead of hiking the Great Range. <laughs> Anyways, but you know there could be some issues there if there's locked gates and they like there's maybe a patch for that.
0: That's something that a lot of
2: people will have to do this summer. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: and yeah, I feel like that could really raise some you weird. Have to do it on
2: Big Crow though.
1: <laughs> it could definitely cause some problems. I know that like just speaking from personal experience, I've definitely started a hike at like one in the morning before and yeah it that's really awesome because you can in the summer you can beat the heat and you can beat the crowds and you can get your parking spot and you can get to your destination and come back home so i think that could be a problem but for the most part honestly i don't really care <laughs> <laughs> and I, let, me, let me explain yeah, why Calm, let me explain why it's calmness. because they picked the perfect place they picked the yes. amr so how many people, like how many times, guys, honestly, how many times do you go to Indian Head over the course of a summer?
3: Maybe one time. Maybe maybe
1: one time. Mm-hmm. How no. many times do you go to Dial, Nippletop, Colvin, Blade? Maybe one time. Maybe maybe. One maybe. Guy, like, I've only been to those peaks one time since I've lived here, and I'm not in a hurry to go back, honestly. If I want to go to the Great Range, which that is different, I would park at the Garden. Um, I just would yep. I don't know why I just would I, w- I would climb gothics from a different place Johnsbrook Valley mm-hmm. Um, yeah so most I love the waterfalls out there I genuinely do but even that um, maybe if I lived here in Keene or in Keene Valley I would go more often but living in Saranac Lake I'm just not going to go. And
3: remember, Jeremy, this reservation system is only in place from May 1st to Halloween.
1: Right. So, like, the things that I would want to do going out there, like, skiing the road is super fun. So, you're not going to have to worry about it then. So, I think they did pick a really good place in that, like, the destinations from there that 99% of the people are going to go are just those high peaks And Indian Head. I know that you could get to like Pinnacle Ridge and you can get to all these places from there, but ninety nine percent of the people who are parking there are not gonna do that. And people who are interested in getting to those other places probably don't care to park somewhere else. So I think it's good. And that's why I said I don't really give a shit because I don't really go to those places. Most of the people that are going to those places aren't probably locals. I don't know. I don't I don't know it I don't know how many I love locals. Love that attitude. Come, <laughs> come. But the locals, we have the spots that we go to. Um, we ha- we know the thing things that we like to do when we go to those places. And
2: I mean, as a local, you don't want to go to India and Head in the middle right? of the summer. You just don't <laughs> you want know. to.
1: Like it's and, and, and yeah, like like I said, it's the perfect. Pl- like you said, it's the perfect place. It's on private land. There's already a fucking road there and like a boathouse. Sure. You know, like in most people that and, maybe, bus will hit you. and maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but I feel like most people around here, instead of buying a permit to go to Indian Head, will probably be paddling their boat, riding their mountain bike, um, running the Nundagal Ridge or something like I feel like yeah, I just don't really care. I and yeah, I think everyone is also really missing the headline of the article where it says test pilot. <laughs> It's a, they're just running a trial. So everyone's yep. freaking the fuck out like it's a law and it's built in stone and it's like, "No, they're going to try this. They're going to get some data. They're going to learn from it. They're going to change whatever was fucked and make maybe keep the good stuff, maybe scrap the whole thing. Who knows? But it's just a test pilot. Like Wade said, they've been since I've moved here, there's been the talk about all of the overpopulation, but no one does anything. You yeah. have one side of the room is staunchly old school and will not listen to anything. And then the other side of the room is staunchly new school and won't listen to anything either. So everyone just argues, and then no one ever does anything while the the resource continues to suffer. So at least someone is doing something. They're trying it. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Who fucking cares? You can still pick up trash. Yeah, like if you <laughs> if you don't want to pay for the permit...
4: It go actually, it actually go free, rooster cone It's free though It's yeah.
0: free Yeah it is free The work oh, around is money Oh yeah. you don't even have to pay
1: for it You don't even have to pay Who Who fucking cares <laughs> Who cares? That's that's cheaper than going to Lake Placid. I, if I want to go to Lake Placid and just like maybe run into EMS real quick because I need a pair of socks desperately for reasons I don't want to like talk about. Like five bucks. You have to pay like three dollars <laughs> before Never I even pay get for to the parking store. in
0: Lake Placid. Never no, there is a meter there.
1: made. No, I've seen them. They no. drive an old shitty truck. Take that <laughs> ticket
0: and throw it into Mirror Lake, and then have Brendan Wilty. Anyways, pick it up. I just
1: <laughs> I think that people are getting a little too. They're losing, they're losing the plot here. They're getting a little bit ahead of themselves. Whenever something like this happens, they think about me, me, me. But like, hey, it could end up being a really good thing, local or not local. If you live in Yonkers... Which I've heard people do live there. Um <laughs>
3: I see it on my tax returns every time I'm like, wow, I should really start yeah, going what here. Is, like,
1: where?
5: Or where
1: Yonkers, <laughs> like that is that a borough? Like where anyway, but if you lived in Yonkers and you wanted to hike Indian Head and you made your reservation, you could show up, you have a parking spot, it's a beautiful system. How many people are like doing weird parking jobs on the side of the road and like all of this? Chaos is happening over the parking mm-hmm. spots well at least this solves that issue if you are not a local and you are coming to the Adirondacks you want to hike dial and nipple top because uh, you're doing the 46 which is fucking sick that's awesome make your reservation you have a parking spot. Reservations are great when you're the one that's making it. It's awesome. It's like when you get to the airport and you made a reservation and they have your car and you just like go out and you get in it and you drive away and you see all these fools waiting for taxis. It's like you made the reservation. It's fucking awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. Very sensible. Yeah, yeah I just you, do you want to put any it's not icing that big a news. Cake? It's it's really not.
5: Yeah, I'll, I'll iterate some a uh, few things. That I've been seventy four. Um, first of all, I don't currently work for the DEC, but I plan to. So these are my <laughs> own opinions. Um, I should have a sentence <laughs> like this. <laughs> I know. I should be like, well. I do work in a morgue, but only
1: technically. <laughs> I am. I am a backcountry skier first, and a zipper operator second. <laughs>
5: Uh, I do have some mixed feelings about the whole permit system. Uh, the main, main thing is what, what Matt Baer said, that um, not all people do have access to the Internet, and that can be hard for them to make a reservation.
1: Again, excellent point.
5: Especially yes. people who maybe um, are you know first time going to the outdoors, don't have a whole lot of uh, hiking experience, and just want to get out there. Um, to experience the, the outdoors for their first time, uh, Indian Head and seeing those waterfalls—Beaver be- Meadow Falls, Rainbow Falls—those are amazing spots. If I was to, like start from scratch, I think Indian Head, uh, Beaver Meadow Falls, Rainbow Falls would be like the ideal like first day in the in the woods. Um, fairly easy. You ha- you, it's pretty hard to get lost if you, if you like did any kind of planning ahead. Um, so I think doing that would be harder. Um, under the permit system um you you need to plan your your trip again two weeks out in advance and then the weather plays an effect um if it's going to be a bad day and you have a reservation for this downpour rain day are you still going to go and maybe not have a good time because it's wet and it kind of turns you off will it be not safe for you because you're soaking wet and now cold
1: yeah um it could yeah definitely create like a fomo situation where it's like i have this reservation no matter what the weather i should go because i made it would yeah. maybe the right, right answer should
5: um be. so that, that's go. one of my concerns but again you gotta start it's a pilot system you gotta start from somewhere um it's yeah see how it goes i do think amr it's a good spot to start um Definitely, it's definitely not going to be perfect, but um we'll see how it goes. Thank you, madams. Well,
2: do we have a few other news items, Matt Bear? I got a couple more just a pulls out leather-bound here. Yes, dig us <laughs> out of
3: this dissension, this pit of despair, our our own ambivalence on this conflicted
2: topic. So as you know, we just passed April Fools. Really? Which is a staple in the outdoor industry. There's always some great news stories and headlines that come out, and I just wrote (laughs) down a few of the best ones that I found. Uh, I
0: I think it was Solomon... Uh, some shoe company put on their Instagram uh, shoes made for dogs, like oh, really high quality shoes. I didn't write shoes. it down,
2: but that was hilarious.
0: Yeah. Magnus showed me that <laughs> one and was like, Isn't this cool? And I was like, You know what today is,
4: right? <laughs> I saw
1: one that's not outdoor product related, but I did see that a very popular skate shoe company announced that they were doing a collab with Heely's. And they had one of their oh. sponsored writers like trying to Heely. And it was really funny, and people were fucking pissed. They were, like, calling them <laughs> sellouts and all this shit, and it's like, dude, it's it's fucking... It's, it's April Fool's, man. It's a yeah. joke.
2: <laughs> so the first one I saw um, that I, like, for a split second, I was like, huh, that's that's kind of interesting, and then I, like, read the article, and, of course, April Fool's. World's largest climbing gym opens, covering the same square footage as the Earth. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Oh, that was good.
2: I'm not even going to go into these. Just the titles themselves are hilarious. Um, there was one about a new auto belay system that has been installed on the top of El Cap in Yosemite. <laughs> I saw that one. That's funny. Yeah, That was classic. Um, one of my favorites is uh, Roof Nest, uh, which is a car top camp system mm-hmm. um, announces their new bunk bed line um, that holds up to eight people and four dogs in a <laughs> bunk bed style rooftop.
1: Wow! Yeah, they that, should just make that. Was that. Great. Um, it probably then, would be yeah. like seven or eight
2: thousand dollars. It would be <laughs>
5: uh, worth it. Car skyscraper, <laughs> You're right?
2: Exactly. Then the last one I saw was. Um, one Wade, you might know this place, Trail Creek Outfitters in Pensil- Pennsylvania. Nope. Um. Uh, well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, they did something funny. They uh, announced that they had changed their name to Amazon River Outfitters, um, calling out the big company Amazon, of course, saying if you can't <laughs> if you can't beat them, join them. And that was pretty funny. <laughs> that funny. article <laughs> was pretty pretty hilarious. <laughs> um. So that was good, and I guess I just have. A a couple more here um, that I'll rattle off. There is a great article about a a woman from Squamish, British Columbia. um, I love that word just became, I want to go there just because of the name. Right? Honestly. I just like want to go there and play squash and <laughs> eat a cornucopia and like
1: just all and of CSF the things. the squash. But exactly. all all yeah. the things the natives are doing.
2: But anyway, she became the first woman to ever achieve the Association of Canadian Mountain Guides ski gu- ski guiding certification on a splitboard. Um and this feat took um Christine Filecki Um, More than 10 years of planning, training, testing, and all of that. But earlier this year, she became the first woman to ever do that, which is pretty rad. Very rad. Um, So, hell yes. And then I will end it on one hilarious story that a fan sent in. I don't remember who it was because it was a long time ago that you sent it in um, because we haven't recorded in a long time. But anyway, here it is. Alaska (laughs) woman using outhouse. Attacked by a bear from below. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh! Talk about a honey dipper.
2: <laughs> Whoa! So this group of friends snowmobiled into a remote yurt 20 miles northeast of Haines in southeast Alaska. Um, this woman went to use the outhouse and was immediately bitten and jumped up, screaming, ran out of the outhouse. And luckily, it wasn't a serious wound or anything like that. They were able to get it up. Yeah, it was a little nip. Um, but they they went down and looked with a headlamp, and it was a bear just chilling in the outhouse. And... Um, Later on the bear had left the next day, but they took photos of the prince and it was a suspected black bear, but no, it was a brown bear is covered yeah. in shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Surprised um, the
1: bear didn't push the outhouse over. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think the bear's <laughs> name was Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> uh,
2: double check your outhouse next time you're in there. Give a yeah, ma- also yeah. make sure it's right side up. Exactly, yes. <laughs> that too. That's right. Wade has
0: his finger up like he's giddy with anticipation. One more. No, so this week, uh, just past the Trans Day Visibility, um, and I just want to shout out, I don't know if we've talked about it on here before, but the North Country Public Radio piece on Robbie Mikas. If you haven't seen that, check it out. It's really good. Yes. Uh, and Robbie Mikas is one of the best forest rangers I've worked with. Uh, she's Absolutely. Great. Yeah, hey, so check that hell out. Hell yes. yeah. And she
2: also has a great interview on the Alpinist podcast. Oh, that's right. If yeah. you haven't listened to that yet, really good. Yeah, and uh maybe someday, I don't know. I work with
0: her. Maybe she'll come on the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> I don't think she listens, but she <laughs> she is aware of it, so it exists. It's yeah. out there on the
1: I internet like the right now. Are just
0: aware yeah. of it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> sure.
3: Thank you Wade for bringing up that piece about Robbie Meekus. Yeah. All right. Well, Footstep Podcast is going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to bring you the news of the Bobbleheads of the Night. so this is not like in the same realm as beetle bailey
1: (laughs) well i mean it's a comic so (laughs) i love beetle bailey
3: well hey gang, welcome back to some
1: In the realm of Beetle Bailey. Can we just can you isolate just that and play it back all the time? That is how Tyler relates to the world. I feel like I could I could imagine you saying that to almost anyone gas station clerks, your girlfriend, uh Slurm and merm or whatever that is.
3: So owls. There are nineteen species of owls roaming across the United States of America. 19. Oh, my God. Now, here's the thing about owls. First off, I think they're divided into two teams. One team, Naughty no- Nocturnal Night Patrol. <laughs> team two, Eerie exorcists on a Branch near you. But technically, according to the National Geographic good. field All, guide... With three? Aliens. Aliens, yeah. Option three, aliens. According to National Geographic... These distinctive birds of prey are divided by structural differences into two families.
1: You've got barn owls and regular owls. <laughs> wait, wait, what did they call barn owls before the invention of barns? Uh,
3: heart owls. They know. Owl. They've always
1: had barns.
0: <laughs>
2: it was gifted to us from the old ones <laughs> the barns. The great old ones. Well, I don't think we had owls until we had barns.
0: Yeah, they were birthed out of the, just the shingles.
2: Up. Like the fleas. Right, huh? Wade? Yes, like the fleas.
1: Sometimes they just show up, the yeah, ants. like fleas. I don't know how those fleas got One there, day, so. I didn't have fleas. Next day, fleas. Yeah. Wade was there. <laughs>
3: Luckily, you don't have to take it from National Geographic or me. We have Matt Adams. So, Matt Adams, give us a little bit of background. Why do you love owls? What do you think we're going to talk about today? Probably your favorite (laughs) things about
5: owls. Well, honestly, I have no idea what we'll talk about today. We could go (laughs) in many directions about owls. Have Uh, you seen
1: an owl (laughs) while
3: patrolling as an assistant forest ranger? Yes. Yes! (laughs) All right, we're on the right track. Yeah. yeah. What's the best animal non-owl you've seen while patrolling?
5: Uh, Definitely an American Martin. Yes, yeah, those Martins are the best. Yeah, they're, I was saying I saw a lot last year. Probably saw the, the chipmunks there. One what time- was the
2: best owl you saw though?
5: Um, the only owl I've seen while on patrol is the saw owl. Yes. Um, is that the like really creepy
1: one? It's the small one. I yeah. Like and they have, what's it called? A bandolier. <laughs> oh, that's owls. not the creepy one. That's the cute one. Yeah. yeah. That's the oh, cute they're one. Very, they're still, very cute. You
3: captured a bunch of them. You could festoon them across your chest like Matt bears <laughs> Yeah, like a them. bandolier. <laughs> is that what it's called? Bandolier is a I really like good word. Yeah, I, I
1: like that word too. You could have a band. Like, I feel like I could have a a bandolier of just about anything, like a bandolier of loose leaf tea bags <laughs> yeah. or
5: so i I saw these <laughs> owls um, <laughs> around the um, uh, the Flowlands area one time Ooh, i was nice. uh I was camping and I had the, the rain my rain fly off yes, it was like a hundredth chance of, you know, clear skies. It wasn't gonna rain, so I'm like, oh I'll risk it. And it was getting dusk though. So the sky was, you know, getting kind of that dark, cloudy, um, type color, but not totally dark yet. And it uh, rained I, to owls. <laughs> Close. <laughs> uh, I looked up and I saw this f- flash of movement and I you know, I turned my headlamp on and there's a saw owl looking down at me like you know, maybe five feet above my head. Oh, like, that's awesome! like just through the you know the, the mesh layer of my tent, and it looked at me, kind of gave, gave me that the head bobble, and boom, it was, it was off. And um, I've had a few other encounters with sawwets, and they're uh they're pretty small, but um. They, yeah. they can be pretty loud in the Northern woods. Northern
3: saw owls are the smallest owls in the Northeast. Yes.
2: Tyler, do you remember when you messaged us at one point at like two in the morning when you thought there was a wild animal outside your tent and none of us replied? Wasn't that a porcupine? <laughs>
4: I forget I, well, what that, it was. That was it a pork? It was a porcupine <laughs> In that instance. But in another instance. An that
1: happened to me and you one time and we don't know what it was. We don't know what it was. <laughs> we never we don't know what that was. <laughs> it screamed. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy slept through it. I yeah, that was a that was a it was a brutal day. <laughs>
3: Screech out. So, Matt Adams, real quick, just to set the scene, why are you out there? You're an assistant forest ranger, which is what exactly, when you're out there patrolling public lands?
5: Um, Yeah, so I work underneath the DC Forest Rangers. Um, I'm kind of more their eyes and ears. Um, Hiking hiking the trails in my area, which is the southern high peaks, so like... um, Trails out of the Upper Works, um, you know, Camp Santanoni, Dick's Boreas Ponds. That's kind of my area. What a great area. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, no complaints here. And uh, I do some trail maintenance, I carry a saw, mostly talking with the public, uh, interacting with them, uh, informing them on the rules and regulations if they're... uh, doing something wrong, kind of give them a gentle nudge and um, how they can improve their um, experience the next time and um, comply to make uh, the uh, the area a better place and um, preserve the, uh, the resource. Thank you, Excellent. Matt
3: Adams and all assistant forest rangers who are doing the hard work of education across the public lands of New York State. They're the Thank real you. heroes. Thank you, yeah. Matt Adams.
0: Back
5: hashtag to add owls. more
3: assistant New York
5: Forester. <laughs> <course. laughs> um yeah, so uh, owls are a bird of prey, and generally they are nocturnal, but not always. We saw an owl during the day. Well, you guys, yeah. saw no, you owl. didn't <laughs> see. <laughs> I was
2: gonna bring this up. You almost got. Sh- we-, we all almost got ship By almost,
1: it. it could probably hear the blood. <laughs> Coursing through the veins of your neck You were so close to having it ripped out (laughs) You were so close That owl I got a
2: great picture of it I love that It
1: was roughly between 6 and 26 inches tall (laughs) It was gray, brown, yellow, black Maybe blue, um, <laughs> blood dripping from its talons. It had large talons. Yeah, it did have large talons, and it
2: just it just stared us down.
1: And its head was doing the thing, like the yeah. Exorcist thing. Yeah.
2: We we walked. We gave it a wide berth. And but it just you watched just, us the whole time. I you, just walked right under it, I'm like a, big a dummy. chump. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see that owl, you got to get a reservation this summer. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> was it in the AMR, was, it it was in the AM? Yeah. <laughs> so
3: Matt
5: Adams, you have a few facts. What, what about makes an
0: owl? An owl. Can I ask that
5: question? Um, yeah, so, it spins its head. Is that the big owl thing? Well, so um, yeah, it's a bird prey. But um, one of the things is uh, their eyes are actually they don't have eyeballs. Their eyes are more like binoculars, and they can't like they can't keep their head still and move their eyes. Their eyes are straight, and they have to move their head. No uh, way to see. Yeah. Um, so is that why they turn their head all the way around their body? Right, but they can't turn their it had all the way around the body. It's, it's like pretty close tw- it's though. 270 degrees, so it's like oh. not full 360, but it's like you my know, pretty hot yeah, I, did, I did Pretty close read though. That it can see a fucking mouse from a half a
2: mile away just by its <laughs> eyesight. Really?
5: Yeah. Yeah, that's how right. They, they literally have binoculars. But is the
1: mouse lower than it, or are they on mm. the same plane?
5: It doesn't matter. Because that would be more doesn't impressive. It doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> I, I was told that at the top
0: of a 10-story building, an owl could see ants on the ground. I bet probably. I
4: could, too. Yeah, Broadway. Yeah. I mean, big it ants I could people, see. <laughs> I, bet I, could,
1: I bet I could live in a 10-story building and watch that movie Ants. <laughs> <laughs> with Woody Allen. <laughs> Yeah, the poor man's Bugs Life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: bugs Life is actually really good. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld was yeah, in it. it's Seven and Samurai. And if you grew up poor, you watched <laughs> Ants. Wait, it's made <laughs> after a Seven Samurai? Yeah,
0: that's the story. It's a bunch of ragtag nobodies getting together to fight off the invasion. It's Seven
2: Samurai. <laughs> oh, my
4: gosh. Huh.
2: I know we've talked about this before because we love our grouping of of animals. They but- come, they eat, they leave. But... Does anyone remember what a group of owls is called? Parliament. Parliament. It is a parliament. It is a parliament of of owls. owls. Does anyone know where it comes from? England? It originates from the C.S. Lewis description of a meeting of owls in the Chronicles of Narnia. The Chronic what? Of Narnia. Narnia. Legalize it.
3: The Chronic 2000. (laughs) Matt Adams, continue on with these owl facts for the listeners of So that was
5: actually one of my facts. Um,. But also owls have asymmetrical ears, which means one ear is higher than the other. Oh well, Matt bear's got that
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah, that's not special.
5: <laughs> um, what but does it, that help them do? It helps them um, help hunt prey. So um, if they hear you know, say a mouse you know 10 feet away from them, um, the sounds hit their ears at a different times so, you know a nanosecond difference. But that they can ha- that having two different ears at different levels um, helps them triangulate where uh, this this pry is, so they can narrow down. Oh, like uh, Liam
3: Neeson in Taken <laughs> Two when he triangulates the location of those Albanians.
5: We'll
2: find you again.
5: <laughs> he he exactly. does do that exactly. And um, he uses grenades.
2: They were though. Albanian.
4: How do you know
3: they were
2: Albanian?
3: I think that's where they are. Right in Albania. Maybe it's Did Turkey. You, Albania is actually know, a really interesting
4: country. G- <laughs> really Taken to.
5: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> Back now. <else. laughs> so, Matt Adams keeping us on track.
0: <laughs> giving Tyler a break. <laughs>
5: <laughs> so that's uh, just one way they can, um, they can hunt prey is actually not in, in pitch darkness. They can use their ears and really don't even need to rely on their eyes, eyesight.
1: That is pretty cool. Now, do
5: bats do that, too? No, that's a little different. They kind of send out a like, high peach frequency which bounces off their prey and they receive it back.
4: That's the uh, dolphin trick,
1: yeah, I thought the yeah. dolphin trick was um where instead of jumping through the hoop that the trainer's holding, you fucking eat them. <laughs> <laughs> that is a trick that release all animals from <laughs> captivity <laughs> that's
4: right, please <laughs> that's right.
5: <laughs> Yeah, if you look at their skulls, they're it's like so I mean, you know, the owl's head looks you know, like just regular round because of the feathers, but their skull is like weird. One, because like, their eyes are huge compared to their bodies. Uh, I think their their eyes take up like a huge percentage of their skull. Uh, then they have and they have two different ear holes in different spots. Um another cool owl fact is owls have silent flight. So like a lot of a lot of birds like you know, like geese are like Oh, they fucking all—they're flappers
4: too. They can't yeah.
1: fucking glide. They gotta keep flap, 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 They can't take off. That's why, like a loon. You ever see a loon try to take off from the water? They need like a whole fucking
2: fourteen mile <laughs> long lake. They
1: can get, this do it. Do it. They can how get stuck. How long
5: is that? Lake? How long is that lake? I think it's 14 14 miles. miles. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, no, no. Is it,
3: Really, 13.8? It's like 13.98 miles long. Yeah, that's 13. why if they land really in Lake...
5: <laughs>
1: if loons land in Lake Colby, eventually they become the grout at the bottom of the
2: lake. <laughs> <laughs> that's
5: why it's so salty. <laughs> well, that's another thing. Um, yeah, but owls are have silent flight, and that's because... Um, they have large wings compared to their bodies, and the edges of their feathers are kind of combed shaped, so it's not like a straight edge. It's kind of like they have like soft edges, which kind of breaks up the turbulence from their flight, and that helps them hunt prey because they uh, rely on, you know, basically sneak, like, the prey not knowing what to hit them because they didn't, didn't even hear the owl coming. Death from above. Exactly, yep.
2: <clears throat> Just like a
0: cougar. That's one of the craziest things is watching an owl glide like over the trail because all birds make some kind of noise or like you hear them flap and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, seeing an owl just like take off from one tree and like go like over you to somewhere else, just being totally quiet is so crazy.
1: Well, I have have kind of a cool owl story and I only have two, and one of them we already talked about. But the (laughs) other one that I have kind of speaks to this is there was a night. That I was driving down Lodge Road when I lived at the Adirondack Mountain Club. And it was in the summer, and it was super warm, and I had the windows down. And an owl flew through your car. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was I was driving my Miata, which Ooh, has a ra-
0: yeah, baby with, blue.
1: rag top, and I had the windows down. But the rag top was up, um, and I didn't have the radio on. And I came around one of the turns, and something like the fucking size of a Mothman <laughs> stood up and flew off the fucking road and didn't make any noise and it was like a like a horned
2: owl great horned, great horned owl something yeah. really
1: yeah and it was fucking big and it nope. freaked me out and it
2: didn't make any goddamn noise Well I don't noise. know if you've ever seen that cinematic classic The Retreat which is all about the the haunting in the Adirondacks um it could have been that Wait that's not The Retreat that's The Lodge no, The Lodge is a different movie.
1: That's Much also in the Adirondacks, the though. That's
2: like Scroon Lake.
1: How do yeah, you
4: say the, that word? The Retreat is not Scroon. good.
5: Scroon. Scroon. Scroon.
1: Like,
2: like, don't watch it, but we will do a blue blaze on I
1: it. I haven't seen The Retreat. I've seen The Ritual, and I've seen... Oh, no, The Ritual is great. That's really good. It's yeah. all That's based on a novel, which yeah, is I also good. I think there's good. probably owls in that. What, in The Lodge?
2: No, in their ritual.
1: Probably. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that big... What was that thing's name? Motor? It, it. There's definitely yeah. some owls associated with that. Yeah. The but, mo- yeah, I saw a great horned owl once, That's and it a, was terrifying. It's it's actually, terrifying. It, yeah. it was a man killer. It was huge.
3: <laughs> One of the most common owls in the Northeast is the barred owl. And if you're in the woods camping at night and you hear... The call of a howler monkey
1: (laughs) who (laughs) cooks for you, who cooks for you all. That's a barred owl. Is that the one? Is that the scary one? That's the one that looks like an alien, right? It's, it's like kind of gray. Exactly. it got like dark, dark eyes. Yeah. yeah, dude. I went to the fucking wildlife refuge once, and I walked behind <laughs> one of the buildings because someone oh, said... Classic mistake. They have, <laughs> they have owls, and I was like, oh, I want to
0: see Is it. this the time I went with you and the guy was like, you want to see what's behind this, <laughs> and
1: pulled the tarp back? That was a different time. That was a weird time. We got... That, that really guy weird. didn't work there. That's another story. That's another podcast. But anyways, I walked behind this fucking building, and like seven barred owls owls all turned their head and looked at me at the same time, and I have PTSD now. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: it was fucking terrifying. Uh, there is a few barred owls at the uh, Wildlife Refuge at, in Wilmington, New York, and if you want to... Another eat...
3: Wilmington! <laughs> yeah, yeah, Full circle. Crab legs.
0: <laughs> crab legs, yeah. Good crab legs there. Ansel loves them. Yeah, they've got a bunch of birds there that are like big and cool. Oh, they <laughs>
1: they have that f- they have that golden eagle with only yeah. one wing. Yeah. yeah, if you take your phone out like you're going to take a picture, it'll actually pose and ruffle the feathers on its head for you.
5: <laughs> all right. So, um, Tyler said the uh, the mnemonic is uh who cooks for you who cook, who cooks for you all. I'll try to uh, imitate yes. what. And yes. I bar- was waiting for this. I, was right, that part, like- I wasn't going to ask Matt, but I'm glad you're doing. This. All right, quiet, <laughs> quiet, turn the jazz down. Quiet on the set. <laughs> All right, so it sounds kind of like this. Woo, 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 woo,
4: woo. Ooh. Wow,
5: that was good. <laughs> really yeah. good. that was believable. Good. Yeah, so it's like kind of like who cooks for you? Who cooks for you all? Is kind of how you put that into words. It's I've never heard that. Roughly, is what heard it sounds like. Said
2: that way. Oh yeah, There's that's an owl in Studio yeah. Seven. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get it out of here. That's a problem. <laughs> Someone's been
0: leaving food around
2: get the net
3: <laughs> everything can be solved with a net if it's bigger, <laughs> we
1: should get a foot yeah, stuff net. like
2: who would net? buy it we would, should make our own who nets? out of you would buy a footstuff net just let us know footstuffpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com oh yeah. yeah we need some new merch a net <laughs> a, a net. net would be good A net. <laughs> so you owl- do a lot of things with a net
3: <laughs> owls are found in almost every place in the world except the polar ice caps and on a few various islands sprinkled around the planet. <laughs> owls are almost ubiquitous on planet Earth. There are two hundred and fifty species of owls worldwide. Owls are really cool. I'm really so cool. Glad they are very cool. If you see an owl,
1: tell it Footstuff Podcast sent you. <laughs> and cover your eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It already knows you're there.
1: It knows your it knows your soft points. Its vision Cover is based them. on
2: movement. That's true.
1: It yeah. is true. That's also true for um, bulls, apparently. <laughs> so, like you know, like the running of the bulls. When they're running, if you run, they'll get you. But if you stand still, they can't see you. Why <laughs> now? <laughs> Pretty sure there's videos that prove that wrong.
0: <laughs> no, I learned it from a book I read. We don't need to get
3: into another litigious situation with Pamplona, Spain, Jeremy.
0: Dearfootstuffpodcast.com.
3: <laughs> I'm
4: writing to you from a you Spanish You have been hospital. served these
1: papers. but <laughs> It's never good when you're served I read it in a papers. book by a, a Jewish guy who wrote it. I believe him. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: standing still. Does
3: anyone have any parting thoughts on owls before we go to
0: break? Have I, I uh, told my owl story? Wait, Not you have now. an owl story? <laughs> Is it about throwing
3: him down a hallway or no.
0: something and your cat types? Oh
3: yeah, you did no, throw, it. Cat, yeah,
1: you did cat throw an, an owl. owl in
0: when I was in high school. You're in them, if Tell I it again. Tell it
1: again. Yeah, didn't you like slam dunk it through a nerf basketball hoop <laughs> on the back of the door? <laughs> yeah, and I said suck it, nerd. <laughs> it was like one of those little ones that we talked about. <laughs> yeah, and
0: then it moved to the AMR and then found me again. Just looking at me. No, uh my cat brought an owl in through the cat door uh when i was not through the school. owl door <laughs> no, it would have been fine if it was through the owl door that goes to the owl room uh and my mom woke me up at like two in the morning he's like wait grab your camera get out in the hall linda and, did this yeah my mom did this and hey linda i didn't know what she was doing grabbed my camera went out in the hall first thing i see is my cat big old fat tiger sitting on the ground looking up meowing and then i see what he's looking at and how did a, he
2: meow? He went, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's big. Um, although this was at a leaner time in his life, okay. this is oh, in his like prime hunting days. Nice. Sure, uh, his featherweight days. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> then uh, on top of a picture frame, it was probably like a frame picture of our family or something. Was a tiny little owl. Mm. Uh, sm- it was a small owl. I'm not sure what kind of owl it was. I have a picture of it somewhere. Did you um, shoot it? No. <laughs> <laughs> he hooked it. I pinned it between the picture frame uh and a milk crate with a nail and, no with a just took a milk crate and like pushed it against the picture frame and held it up and then brought it to the front door and let it go and then we kept the cat in for a couple days because, uh, <laughs> that's a punishment he did a bad thing he did a bad come bad, on bad Tiger. Thing.
5: Yeah, um, so if yeah it's a small owl it's probably there a screech owl or a solid owl yeah
0: but yeah i didn't know much about owls at the time yeah. My mom said it was a barn owl. I went, well,
4: all right.
1: <laughs> I mean, aren't all owls barn owls? That's they all, they, they like from. to go in there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Apparently, it's either if you have a, a heart shape, you're a barn owl, and everything else is just regular owl. <laughs>
4: well,
1: I, w- I would assume that um, there's probably a standing relationship between farmers and owls, much like farmers and feral cats because you don't want all of the rodents in your buildings, obviously, because yeah. that's bad. Oh. And that's why the fucking owls in there in the first place, because it's yep. like shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> so they probably have a pretty good relationship with farmers. Uh, that brings me to one of my fun owl facts, something I
0: learned while I was on the Appalachian Trail. If you are in a shelter or a lean-to or something with a bunch of mice, you don't want those mice to be running around the lean-to at night, play, and play an owl call. Huh. I think we were this playing the great best, horned
3: owl Call. this is the best information you should just bring an owl ever
0: disseminated.
5: It could probably use for your uh, lean tooth in the in the adirondacks too
0: absolutely. play an owl call. those things hide <laughs> <laughs> and I think the guy that I was hiking with who did it a lot uh he would get up halfway through the night and play it again um and he also carried uh. Mousetraps with him, and would <laughs> catch the mice, and then burn them in fires, and then leave the fires going <laughs> so incredibly large. He never put them out. That when we got to one seven or eight hours later, our friend Brightside, who was on the podcast, hey. uh, put her jacket down next to the fire pit, and it melted her jacket <laughs> because he wow, didn't put his fire. That was like up.
2: episode three, I think. Yeah, that was a long time ago. And what was his trail name? No, Brightside's a female. I know. I, I was talking oh, about the, uh, the, the guy the who owl left guy. the fire going. Uh, the fire his
0: name guy. was uh, Penguin. <laughs> He's a very and he nice burned guy. Burned mice. Yes, and he burned mice. <laughs> Burnt why why is named penguin? Why would? Uh, you... Because he had a puffy with a penguin on it.
4: Nah,
1: that's
0: how it happens. Though. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: He's a nice well, guy. I'm. He burned mice. He brought yeah. mouse traps though? I mean, like i I'm not I'm not I'm not a, a, a through hiker, <laughs> but I assume that all through hikers are completely obsessed with the weight of their pack. And I feel oh, like, you I feel know like the thing it? that me. I would be like, eh, I don't need this would be the mouse traps. Old nutshoe.
0: Yeah. Not
2: not, not No,
0: not I uh, was weight that. heavy. I was a kitchen sink
1: hiker. Uh, you, <laughs> mm-hmm. you brought a kitchen minutes. sink. Yeah, Should have yeah. brought a mouse trap. Oh, you should have brought the board game Mousetrap. you guys remember yeah, that? Yeah, that's oh. a good <laughs> game. That was fun. <laughs> but if you lost one piece, you couldn't play the game Classic anymore.
0: Classic Lean to game. Classic Lean 2 game. So that's my fun mouse story <laughs> and mouse fact. Uh, We're talking about <laughs> owls, but all right. Owls.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> On tonight's episode, <laughs> owls. Mouse
3: stuff. Thank you, Wade. Anyone else have any owl stories before we go to break?
5: Uh, I have one. Um, well, so, Tyra, how many owls do you say are in the uh the united states
3: uh 19 species
5: okay so there's seven owl species in new york uh that's the barred owl the great horned owl the screech owl the solid owl the barn owl long-eared owl the short-eared owl those all live here year round and then the snowy owl and the great gray owl um come from canada in the winter time when it gets cold and they can't find food um up, up in canada so they come down to Warm New York. <laughs> warm, warm New York. Um, but my owl story is um, from a uh, sable marsh along uh, Lake Champlain. Um, me, uh, Tom Collins, and... Um, <gasps> and his mustache. And back, his mustache.
2: Backflip back Tom. I don't think he had a mustache then,
5: though. <laughs> and uh, Pat Bly, we were looking for owls um, along um, the marsh in a uh, sable, which is a wildlife management area operated by the DEC. And we were hooting for owls, and um, great horned owls have more of the uh, the classic owl sound, the kind of sounds like a, basically a hoo-hoo kind of sound. And um, we were we were playing those sounds, and we actually um, uh, heard two great horned owls in the distance. So we kind of walked to them, and they were um chatting with us as we kind of um called out to them, and they were flying over our heads.
4: Uh, oh dear God!
5: <laughs> as as we were um. Kind of chatting with them So that was a pretty cool experience To nice. chat with some oh, owls. cool Yeah that's amazing Hell yeah.
1: yeah That's really
4: cool
3: That's I, When I was going to Hooters In high school <laughs> It was just totally different <laughs> Take it easy We don't need
1: any Rochester stories
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well Footstuff Podcast We'll take a quick break When we come back We're going to bring you Some
4: plugs From Footstuff Footstuff Nation <laughs>
3: Well, hey gang, welcome back to Footstuff Podcast. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Footstuff Podcast. You can subscribe to this high quality outdoor recreation comedy on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you like what you hear and you're thirsty for more, you can just leave us a review on iTunes and gosh, we got... Absolutely hounded with reviews this week, so thank you to yes. thank you to the people. Just you mean a, this month, just a quick shout out to the people that that sent us nice messages. J. L. Prescott has said, "There's a reason why this has been my number one podcast two years in a row. A healthy mix of shenanigans and tomfoolery, <laughs> combined with a great respect for the outdoors. True dat. Wish I could give it ten stars." J. L. Prescott. I think you just did.
0: <laughs> thank you, JL.
3: JL, thank you so much. Also, someone said, that trash dough. Hell yes. Five stars. <laughs> I can't say enough good things about this podcast. I'm so happy to have stumbled upon foot stuff a few months ago. Seriously, you guys crack me up. I really appreciate your stewardship and everything you do for our Wild Spaces. I realized after a few episodes that my boyfriend and I had actually met Tyler on the top of Algonquin last year, where we had a healthy conversation about how great the name Verplank is.
4: <laughs> that sounds like something Tyler
1: would do.
3: <laughs> oh, someone named K-A-F, um, <laughs> listen and learn. Uh, In this day and age where more and more people are looking to get their boots dirty and take pictures on the summits... This podcast is a must. It teaches best practices for those who are newbies and even adds insight for those who have been exploring for years. The banter between this group of friends is perfection, and so Cash's laugh is the epitome of contagion. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it
3: really is if you've been in Studio 7 in the past 11 months. Get tested. <laughs> We're all vaccinated now. You we should are. get vaccinated too. Um, We're so th- back. Thank you, Kate, for your wonderful review. And then Cloud Splitter NE 115. Hilarious and educational. Five stars. The Adirondacks are my home away from home. This podcast is both <laughs> extremely educational and absolutely hilarious. This kind of podcast is one that you can't stop binging on. Really love the older episodes, though. No one has literally
1: ever said that. You're the only one that likes them. Episodes one through three are the best. For me, Footstuff Podcast started at episode, like, 40. (laughs) (laughs) We're glad that
3: you're enjoying it, Cloud Splitter. Thank you. And then there's another one here that reads, it's not... A banana in my pocket is the title. Five stars. Since discovering this podcast, I have been super excited to listen to Matt Bear talk. He has the voice of an angel and the personality of Owen Wilson.
2: Wow. I don't, wow. Know, I don't know if I like that or not.
3: I have been binging, binge listening to this podcast like I binged watched Dexter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who is this? I don't
1: know, but it's great.
0: I... Love this review.
1: Who left it? I
0: I
4: don't don't know. know.
1: I I bet it. You know who I bet it was? I bet it was the most handsome man in Keene Valley from the waist down, Nick. I bet it was Nick. (laughs) Okay, gang. This is Tyler again. Hi. I just want to
3: say one thank you this week. Well, for two. I'll say two. The first one is broadly to everyone who does acts of stewardship and picks up trash. It's not really us doing all of this trash, picking up all the time. It's you all. Thank you. I picked up some trash today. Oh, thank you, Jeremy. It's been Jeremy and you all. Thank you, (laughs) Footstuff Nation, for picking up trash, setting the right example, and being kind. Being kind to everyone on the trail. Thank you so much. Keep it up. And send pictures of you doing acts of decency out there because Matt Bear and Footstuff Podcast will send you a t-shirt or a sticker. We're running I out will. of t-shirts but we have some stickers um, and some pins.
1: There's uh, a disruption in the supply chain.
4: A, <laughs> finally, the, ship. the Footstuff
1: One, warehouse is not operating.
3: I want to plug my high school friend Brian Easton who provided the beverages this evening. Hell yes. Thank you Brian and Caitlin Jarvis. Thank you both. It was we got a riot. They in were Vermont. up here hiking in the Adirondacks. Jarvis. They always are respectful of nature. Brian Easton, Caitlin Jarvis,
2: keep it wild. Matt Bear. Yes, I have <clears throat> an email from the one, the only, Pokey Moonshine. No way! Like, Yes, our friend of the pod, Pokey Moonshine. Justin's daughter? Justin's daughter. Um, she has written to us and says, Hey, gang, I hope you're doing well. Just wanted to let you know that my dad and I listened to Jeremy and went skiing on Saturday at Cascade Ski Center for the first time, and it was awesome. Oh, yes! I saw the pictures from that. It did look awesome. And then she goes on, We took a lesson from Terry, and it was a lot of fun. He Terry is nice. also awesome Terry and is helpful.
3: The best. Can we get a yeet, Jeremy? Yeet! Yeet!
2: <laughs> <laughs> then after the lesson, we went skiing on our own, and we ended up doing well. I can't wait to go back. I told them Footstuff Podcast sent us,
1: Pokey Moonshine, yeah. yeah. and a, Justin and Terry. Cool. Hell yes, Terry! <laughs>
2: <laughs> Terry's a good skier. Yeah. Um. Let's see. That's so. That is one? so cool, man. Cascade is the best. And a quick shout out to friends of the pod, Derek and Dre, who live here in um, Humble Keen of New York. Um, They are. (laughs) Humble Keen. They actually are offering a Wilderness First Aid and First Responder course coming up soon Mm. um, in June. So if you're interested in that, um, contact them, Derek at FeralMedicine.com, F-E-R-E-L-Medicine.com. Contact them. Um, He offers great instruction on Wilderness First Aid and First Responder. And, uh, yeah, they're running some courses in June. So check Mm. them out if you need a a They
3: are hard to come by right now. People are clawing at the
2: available courses out there because there's not many left. Yep. There is one one more email that... It's a, it's a long one, but I'll skim it because it's, it's too good to pass up here. Um, I might need Tyler's help reading part of this. It's part of it is... <laughs> is it in Elvish? Well, part of it is from you. You are the speaker in part of this email here. Um, so oh, the no. title... Tyler crushes a little girl's hopes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Jesus <laughs>
2: Sounds like something Tyler would do. Yeah. Hey feet freaks. A couple of <laughs> hey! yeah. my daughter Alina had the her life change forever as we headed down the trail towards Esther Mountain, a mountain near and dear to her heart as a thirteen year old female hiker for obvious reasons a mountain she chooses to finish her 46 on as a nod to the historic climb from a fellow young female hiker. Well, on this fateful Saturday, who should we see hiking towards us but the most famous steward and advocate of the ADK that ever lived, Tyler Sokash. Like a modern, shorter, weaker-armed Captain Planet, he moved...
1: <laughs> that is very accurate. That is very accurate. Feeble. Is the word
2: he moved through the forest, leading a group of men with grace and precision. We gasped. Could it really be? As he approached, we built up the courage to speak. All right, I'm gonna do the part of them, and you're gonna you do. The oh part God! <laughs> All right, m- m- Mr. Sokash, I stumbled out hastily.
3: You bet your sweet ass it is who's
4: asking. <laughs> I don't think I said that. Did you say that to a
2: little girl? <laughs> Alina here is a huge fan. I mean, Jeremy is our favorite, but we love you.
4: He did say that. <laughs> yeah, I did say you that. You think
2: she could get a picture? I said, Death Stare.
3: Stewardship doesn't take a break for little girl's <laughs>
2: Instagram accounts. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, Tyler's dark side is Wow. We know. Man. we know and I
2: totally understand if a man like you doesn't have time for people like us. Uh
3: hey, what kind of car do you guys drive? <laughs> when I get to the lot, I will place a sticker on your car. I did did they get it? <clears throat>
0: It's a weird
1: jump in conversation. <laughs> this is a weird interaction here. I'm not on your t- your side either, Tyler. It does
2: make sense, though. I know it was Tyler. at that moment my daughter lit up a Footstuff podcast sticker. After all this time listening, we had never procured a sticker. Our rooftop carrier is the laughingstock of the 80K. <laughs> Finally, a sticker of our own. <laughs> Doors would swing wide, ropes would part. As we finished our hike, we got I'm closer gonna, and closer I'm to the my car. Pants. I, I
4: brought you. <laughs>
2: We talked at length about how much different things would be after this day. The day we met, the cash. <laughs> the day we received our sticker. Is this really happening? As we approached the car, we looked to see where it could be. Front windshield wiper? No. Rear windshield wiper? No. Slid down a window or door crack? No. Had it blown onto the ground or a nearby snowbank? We searched for hours, digging through the piles (laughs) of snow until our hands were raw. It turned dark. There was nothing left to do except (laughs) except begin the long car ride home, the silence only broken by the whimpers of a heartbroken little girl, and a father who didn't know how to make the pain go away. Send
0: this family anything I own.
3: A DVD of Lord of the Rings. A couple of weeks
2: have eased the devastation, and she is finally eating again. (laughs) 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 Alina, tonight we we saw a post flashing a big pile of stickers to whoever wanted one. Does that include us? If it does, (laughs) we would love to put this whole thing behind us quietly without getting the press or lawyers involved. pockets, we might need you here. <laughs> we live private lives, and would like to keep it that way. If it's at all possible to get a sticker or two to your adoring you fanalino without Tyler this? finding out, we would be so happy. <laughs> and I did send them. They have their stickers. That yes, was a email.
1: Yes. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. That
4: is so
1: I'm funny. so happy that the good guys won and the bad guy Tyler <laughs> lost in this situation. I
4: must have fucked up.
0: Yeah. You must have.
1: Yeah, but you don't. You're not a car. Some random. You're not a car, <laughs> car got a bunch of footage stuff stickers, I, though, I yeah, guess. Yeah,
0: I, I put them on the wrong. <laughs> I
1: feel so, like. You could be easily confused by different car models. Yeah, you could be as, easily car. confused as by As a man lot of who stuff, has consecutively bought the exact same automobile. <laughs>
5: <laughs> if Tyler was ever have a rapper name, it would be The Cash. Yeah, well, The well,
1: Cash. Yeah, that was a great name. That is good. <laughs> that is. Good. Yeah, um, Maybe one of the best emails that we've was ever pretty gotten. Good. The um,
4: effort, the yeah.
1: effort. Yeah, That's what a good. scumbag you are, Wade. <laughs> uh, well, Tyler
0: just mentioned uh, the Lord of the Rings, and I want to mention one of my other favorite Hugo Weaving movies. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about the Snyder Cut recently, and I want to talk about a different Snyder Cut, a more deeper Snyder Cut, the Zack Snyder film from 2010 called. Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Ga'Hoole. <laughs> Check it out. It's
4: a pretty uh, good movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're talking about owls. Why not? Um, so other than that, uh, I do just want to say uh, it's mud season, the beginning of mud season. If you don't want to get your boots muddy, if you don't want to get wet at Stream Crossings, if you don't want to carry both spikes and snowshoes with you... Don't hike. (laughs) Hike lower elevation things. But yeah, or just don't hike because it's going to be like this for a while. Just because it's nice at the parking lot doesn't mean it's nice at the summit of the mountain that you're going to climb because it's a mountain and there's a bunch of snow up there. Um, Other than that, uh, let's see. Shout out to Bart Harley Jarvis um, because you said Jarvis. I did earlier. Yeah. Yeah, Bart Harley Jarvis. Uh, And then... Oh, Blank Check. The podcast I've been listening to is really good. Blank check? Mo- oh, I, think, I thought you were
2: gonna shout out the movie. Do you say blank no. check? Uh
0: well it's called the podcast is called Blank Check. They do talk about the movie blank check really I blank love check.
2: that movie. It's really good. Um isn't Checkloke
0: in
4: that?
1: Tone look Yeah, Tone. Tone Loke is in <laughs> it. His character name is Juice. Um, which is also a guy I work with. Hey Juice. I don't know if he listens to this. Maybe he does.
0: Yeah, and uh shout out to Robbie mikas Uh probably not listening but anyone who's close to robbie uh tell her to come on footstool podcast Ooh. and to come visit me at the outpost again because it was really nice she cooked me a grilled cheese sandwich once hmm it was Hell great. Yes. Uh, yeah huh
1: oh
0: um, what me. kind of cheese i don't know i think yeah. it was cheddar but i was i was ah, uh, gluing my boots together while <laughs> do. um i can't think of anything else to plug um don't post hole and MSR. I
1: think they're MSR Revo Ascent snowshoes. The state bought me. Pieces of shit. Yeah, man. Those look so. I love the company MSR, but those look like. Dog shit.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Evo
0: like, Evo Ascent is what you want. Evo,
1: Evo. Ascent is good. Yeah, yes.
0: the Revo Ascent I think is the one with the like ratcheting strap. You thing. want the old school Denali waffle. one? That's the one you want. I would rather break both my legs in post holes <laughs> than wear those ratcheting pieces of shit snowshoes.
1: Wow, <laughs> that is a firm step If if you're yeah, if you're interested in hearing the sound of tibias and fibias <laughs> snapping at the same time, listening all four of them.
0: uh msr makes good stuff though but yeah Yeah. Uh, Um, msr yeah uh
1: i don't know i I got nothing plugged. thank you wade jeremy Utz. um just the usuals i guess uh the cascade (laughs) cross-country ski center they're closed now season but uh i think they had a good season um i when i drove by today there's still snow out there oh yeah um Definitely the Mountaineer. I spent a lot of time at the Mountaineer this year. I got um, I saw you there the other day. Yeah, I got two whole. Oh, s- shout
2: out to Jim from on high, who is also. <laughs> we there. saw Jim Towers. We yeah, Jim towers no way. There. We saw Jim Towers. I yep. love Jim
1: Towers. I also love Jim Towers. Damn it. I also love Jim's Towers. I love Fire Towers. Yeah. yeah. His mm-hmm. towers. So yeah, the Mountaineer, everyone that works at the Mountaineer and everything Fuck, that they I do there. Um, God. Definitely it. uh it's nice knowing someone that works there now. Um Matt Bear works there, so that's nice. <laughs> yeah. There has been I've heard people come in and say, Oh, it's Matt Bear from Footstuff, and he's like, Yeah, yeah, and he's signing autographs and shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really good it for the Jim. Mountaineer. It was Jim. He <laughs> um, signed a library book, right? Just
4: like yeah, a regular yes, old library yeah, book. Yeah yeah. yeah.
1: yeah, other than that, um, Just a a couple Instagram accounts. Uh, Telemark is dead is one that I have been following and interacting with. I have no idea who it is either, but they're fucking cool, and they're making really cool stickers. So if you like stickers, buy stickers from them. Yes. That's about all I got.
3: Thank you, Jeremy. Matt Adams, you have graced us with your presence here at Studio 7. We've been waiting for this moment for a long
5: time. Plug anything you need to. Well, thank you. It was an honor to be here. Honestly, this is my big New Year's resolution of 2020. didn't happen, but I'm glad it happened in 2021. Close enough. 2020 sucked.
2: Yeah, 2020 sucked.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's It's a better year.
5: It's it's for the best. Um, (laughs) First plug is uh, the Whiteface Ski Patrol. This is my first year as as a ski patroller there. It was amazing. Uh, It was awesome to learn from everyone there and work with all the ski patrollers. And you uh, had
0: like very few rescues this year, right? It was like a pretty slow year on the mountain? No.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Wade, you ignorant snow. <laughs> <slug>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the second is uh, Scott graduation Congratulations on retirement! Yes. Woo! Yeah. Good stuff, alumni. Well, uh, <laughs>
2: well, we'll probably see you in the summer. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's
5: now see. at there, Scott We'll Ventilier. see. We'll
4: see you there.
5: He's now at the Vic. Wink, so go, wink, go wink. visit him there. Wink. And uh, third is Ironic Lakes and Trails Outfitters. They are moving locations in Saranac Lake. Ooh. Yeah. Um, they're on like H H Church Street, which is like right next to the Fusion Market. Oh, um, nice. right near Lake yeah. Flower. So uh, go check them out. They Hi, in. Jason. They open May 8th. Um, nice. So, right, right when um, it gets buggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Paddling season. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's coming right soon. Around the corner.
3: Thank you, Matt Adams. Well, first off, to everyone getting vaccinated, thanks for doing the right thing. Hell yeah. The shots don't hurt that bad. Get no. those shots in your arms as soon as they become available. I thought it to
0: felt you. good. Yeah. Yeah. I love wanting to buy Microsoft things. My
1: body
3: is the cure. <laughs> <laughs> Alina and Pokey Moonshine, thank you for listening to the show. Rory, are yeah, that... you still in school? Shout out to Rory. <laughs> yeah. Hell yes, Rory. Shout out to
1: everyone. Shout out to everybody. We- that email made my fucking year. That is awesome. <laughs> thank you, Alina. That is really awesome.
3: Whether you're a renowned entomologist digging for fleas or a meager dirt wrangler groping for grout,
4: keep it wild. <laughs>
2: Hell yes. Here's- Oh, 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 oh,